Okay, we are hot. Super hot. Super hot. Super hot. Yep. Um. It sounds okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sound okay. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah, cool. you can you can project a little bit if you yeah. want because it's uh it's just a little it's just yeah. a little guy. Is that just a little guy? It's just a little guy. That Jerry Seinfeld rig. <laughs> into it. In the porn room. Awesome. Welcome to porn room confessions. <laughs> Volume sixty nine. Uh, episode or season two. Season two, episode sixty nine. Yeah. Well, so um, yeah. So it's actually episode three. <laughs> okay. It I might be three. launched before episode two because I'm still edited it in. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm into episode three. Uh-huh. You know, I wish it was episode two, uh, yeah. take sixty nine. But you know, one can dream. To not be. It's making noises. Noises. Okay. Let's. Uh, okay. Is that better? Go. I think so. I mean, I'm in an editing process, so... Does that feel good? Yeah, it does feel good. Does that feel good? Okay, nice. Excellent. So, we're in the basement of the Blind Tiger. Yes, we are. And uh, tell me a little bit about Blind Tiger. Uh, Blind Tiger is um, actually supposedly an old speakeasy term uh, for back in the Prohibition days of where to go get your booze and like music that was banned and prostitutes um we currently only sell prostitutes in none of the above so (laughs) it's always good um but um blake actually uh decided to buy a bar which he is the owner of blind tiger um and he called me when i was in colorado and said hey i bought a bar um and i hear that you have been thinking about coming home but I can't do it without you. And yeah. I said, yes, I am thinking about coming home, and I will That's and what's I came causing home. it. That's what's causing it. Phone. The phone. Okay. It's like movies with, like, when they're filming and the TV goes all blippy. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> so, yeah. my apologies. So we're going to just basically raw dog this. Yeah, let's um, raw dog it. I mean... <laughs> I just, I don't know. I mean, when you're with someone for five years, that's kind of what you do. Yeah. You just raw dog it. <laughs> and we've known each other for at least that long. Yeah, for at least that long. And now you know. <laughs> I know all of your uh, your diseases. And yeah, you know. Your quirks. Yeah. You know, the biggest one is I have a farting disease. You know, I just fart all the time. So that's the biggest hang Part up. of the mouth. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome to the interview podcast. I'm into it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I kind of preface this during every... Uh, episode. Um, what I'm doing is uh, where I'm interviewing people about their jobs and how they got there, uh, their career paths, uh, what if they're doing what they want to do, if they're doing what they don't want to do, and how they would get to where they want to be. Um, so it's kind of all across the map, and yeah, no, it's yeah. been it's been really fun. Yeah, and I've had a lot of people interested, like I mentioned earlier upstairs, and. Uh, um, it's it mainly a catharsis thing for myself because I'm trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Well, yeah. I mean, do we ever grow up, though? Mm, according to my grandmother, who said uh, <laughs> women grow up when they're in their 30s and uh, men don't grow up until they're in their 50s and until then they're like seven-year-olds. Well, I'm just screwed then. Yeah. Because <laughs> Brian and I are about the same age. 
And I don't dig older dudes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's always a good place to start. It's kind of weird for me because, like, a lot of people look up to me. And not a lot of people, I mean, like, a lot, a lot of, of my friends. A lot of people look up to me. A lot of people look up to me. Uh, I'm just kind of conceited here in the porn basement of Blind Tiger. Uh, uh, just to kind of give a visual <laughs> to the people who can't see what's yeah. going on. Uh, there is a lot of porn down here. It's uh, that that girl looks really happy, like yeah. un, un, unnecessarily I just, happy. I can't believe she didn't stretch that far to like. Show maybe that's this why she's happy. Blood, maybe know? she's just like, yeah. Hey, I can do this. It's kind of like I think that's. I'm in my prime. Yeah, not a roly poly move to just show your butt. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a roly poly. Your butt hole to be more exact. Yeah, with so it. it's um it's very. There's some revealing. porn on here too, which foreign. Porn is way different than American porn. You know, Japanese porn—they like uh, they blur everything out. Really? Yeah. So I mean, it's all like I mean, it's all like crazy. So that's why stuff. they're into weird shit. Yeah, but they okay. blur everything out because it's like the mystery. Yeah. So it's like they hey, still have the mystery, but I want to watch HBO on right. my parents' cable, but we don't have it, and it's all scatterbrained. Right. So, so it's Japanese like looping porn. through. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. I mean... Children of the yeah. 80s slash 90s. So, for introduction's sake, uh, why don't you tell uh, the listening audience your name and what you do? Uh, my name is Candace Moore. I am the general manager of Blind Tiger, which is a bar and uh, deli. Um, and, I guess, game room, because we have a lot of those. Yep. Um, I kind of run the ship and make sure all the boys are in line. And don't do anything that they shouldn't do, which is like really hard. So yeah. I adopted the name Mama Bear, which has been with me forever because I am known for taking care of everyone. Yeah. Like if you need a place to crash, I got you. If you need food, I got you. Like, and then I'm always the one at the end of the day. They're all mad at me because I'm making them do something they don't want to do. Which is but, good management. Yeah. And then <laughs> the next day they're like, "That was a good idea." Yeah, that was. You were right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think. A really crazy thing is being a woman, especially like in any industry, but especially like the service industry, there's a lot of times where men don't exactly, it doesn't translate to them to have like a woman tell them like, you know, the rules or how you do things. It's like this power struggle. But fortunately enough, I work with two men that respect me and get it and don't understand it at first but when it all comes to play they completely get it and respectable yeah and they're respectable about it they're like you know what yeah you lose your temper a little bit because I do sometimes because I get really frustrated yeah and at the end of the day they're like you know what you were really frustrated but we got everything like we understand what you're saying and you're right we're gonna do it this way you know so it's kind of like this weird thing that I've never really been like that like with anyone because I've worked in a lot of places where that's not necessarily the case. Like, corporate America, that's definitely not the place at all. Like, if you're a woman trying to, you know, get to a top spot, it's like you're competing all these other dudes. Yep. So, like, I can do it better than you. And even in college, it was like that. Like, I did college policy debate and was out every weekend. And my partner and I were both women. And we, you know, went against a lot of guys. And the first thing they see is when they see girls, they're like oh, we can beat them easily. Yeah. And I, it's just, like, a, such a messed up mentality. It's like, why does that even exist? Like, why do you even think that we should all be on an even playing field? So getting that kind of, like, feedback through stuff and having that kind of, like, the playground kind of idea of you're a girl, I can beat you no matter what makes Anything me... Anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah, and it <laughs> ma- exactly. And it makes me say to myself, like, all right, 
So now I have a goal that is I'm going to be the best at everything I do, and I don't care. And that's been pretty successful for yeah. you so far. Yeah, which is so far awesome. it's been great, and it's one of those things where you just at the end of the day you can't. I feel like sometimes you know when you identify as a woman and that's your role, you get a little bit more emotional about stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you check that? How do you get over that? And how do the men that you work with, how do they get through that? You know? And sometimes I feel bad. Like sometimes I can be really fucking irrational and I raise my temper and I might say something that's, you know, totally rude. And I feel bad about it immediately because that's what we do (laughs) is feel bad about getting mad at people. And then people don't take into consideration like, uh, a lot of the stigma that comes along with being a woman in charge is the fact that, you know, there is a biology behind it and it's a fight or flight. And, uh, I was trying to explain this to somebody on a, um, a closed group. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, on Facebook, which shall go unnamed. Oh Uh, Oh, girl. Oh girl. girl. I already know. Uh, where it, you know, bio, biologically, uh, our hormones create pathways in our brains that will hold on to like the littlest things. Yeah. And and then immediately we kind of flip and we're and you know and this isn't for everybody yeah. but on the large scale like oh, yeah. women in business. Oh yeah. You it, you remember that thing that happened like two yeah. years ago? It makes your memory like better than anyone else's and yeah. I can't say that's like scientifically proven but my memory is like crazy yeah. I'm like you know there'll be anything I go through and I mean like, remember that time that I told you this is what we need to do like why are we doing that like yeah. why are we doing it and then I'm mad about it like you know a week later and it's like they're telling that I'm like yes I did this is the exact conversation we had and they're yeah. like how do you remember that and yeah. I'm like I don't know I was mad about it I think or yeah. like frustrated it, with it like, or poss- just, but like it's the fight or flight thing yeah. where like we're cave women. We're protecting our food. Yeah. We're like going out and searching for nuts and berries. Yeah. And then like a saber tooth tiger comes up and and yeah. you're like fight off the saber tooth yeah, tiger because right. the last time it yeah. like, killed like half my baby. Yeah. Like and that's, I mean that is a, like a like a scientific, unfortunately scientific thing, but yeah. that makes us better in a lot of ways yeah. because no, I completely hundred percent agree. It's like yeah. The, you know, it's like hiccups that we have, like, sometimes with stuff. I'm really good at thinking on my feet, and I think that's what, you know, debate did in college is it. Yeah. Like, I'd be in debate rounds where I'm sitting there, I'm like, I've never heard this argument ever in my life, but I'm like, how would I answer that? And you only have a small amount of time to think of an answer. And so it's like, you just have to, like, click with it. And so when I'm on my feet, it just, it's like I go. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm going to figure this out. And, you know, like, had this situation where... You know, I'm trying to figure something out, and it's just me here, and I'm just like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't I don't know what to do. And then I was like, all right, well, this is how we're going to fix this. And I just did it. Based on um, this previous experience. Yeah, and I just like, and I know that's like kind of vague, but it kind of translates to everything else is yeah. that's the way that it works is like that. Um, you know, so I like had that situation, and I just like applied it and made it just better and more efficient and got it going. And so... Uh, like fix it quickly and Blake and Jason they like recognize that they're like you know what's so cool is that when you are under pressure you work 
way more efficiently and better and you know what to do and you can automatically sense when you need to act that way problem solving and it's like weird and it's like my problem solving is on like next level because of debate and being trained that way to think on my feet like that and then when it in the restaurant industry is very similar to that in the sense that it's like you know we'll be in a situation where you're like okay we're out of this we're out of that what do we do and I'm like all right well let's you know substitute this instead or we're out of you know stupid stuff like linens and I'm like all right what do I do like you know how do I get I mean it's just like random stuff Give that you toilet paper yeah I'm like <laughs> I'm like go grab that one ply toilet paper we're gonna use that as napkins I hope they don't mind this whole situation with one ply which one ply is not acceptable for anyone I hope everyone out there understands never buy one ply toilet paper no matter how poor yeah. you are just don't do it uh pro tip Walmart has an excellent brand and it, it like it's very very strong and reliable if you're gonna wipe your butt with I it. mean I just like you know <laughs> want a bounty paper towel guarantee that yeah. this is gonna work in the short time <laughs> I don't know it's like one of those things where I feel like sometimes as women we're such like we're put you know in such a tough spot to where a lot of people know we can get the job done but yep. a lot of people don't want to give credit to that right. and when we do it right, instead of simply being said, like, thank you, that was awesome. As a person. Yeah, as a yeah. person, period. And I feel like that's, like, just how some people operate. They don't even say anything to you. Yeah. They're just like, oh, cool, you helped, you know, the night go on. And they don't even say thank you. And, like, I feel sometimes, as people, you just want to hear thank you for yeah. figuring it out. Thank it's you for doing it. It's very interesting how very far that goes. It's crazy. Yeah. If you just simply <laughs> say thank you to me, I'm like, cool. I'm not going to think about... Single tier, like yeah. American Indian. Yeah, just like single tier. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to even think about spitting in your drink the next time you come to the bar. That's yeah. awesome. Thank right. you yeah. for that. So it's been... It's kind of weird, you know, in that sense. Like, for, you know, especially being, you know, a woman in this industry, it's like I've had so many battles where everyone wants to do what I'm doing. And I'm like, any sane person would never want to run a freaking bar restaurant no if you don't like sleep don't like okay fine yeah, do it. it if you want to be somewhere seven days a week tight yeah. fucking go there yeah. do it run a fucking bar and restaurant because i don't sleep i don't leave this place i'm pretty sure all i eat is this place which is cool because our food's awesome it's delicious it's By really the way, good yeah i had the um i'm just gonna shout out the yeah. grilled cheese sandwich it's awesome and i added bacon and avocado yeah. because that's an option that's a pro tip and yeah. get the pizza grilled cheese that's totally like a stoner oh, makeup sandwich <laughs> it's basically a pizza in between two pieces of bread but grilled cheese yeah it's awesome it's super tight <laughs> but you know i just like Sometimes I look at my life and I say, I'm stressed out a lot, but I work my ass off for a reason. I work my ass off because, A, I want to do better at my job than most people do it. And do it. I, I love when people say negative shit about what I'm doing. And it's not even me as a person. It's like what the business I'm involved in is doing. When there's like, you know, things on the internet. I love Yelp reviews that are terrible because it just makes me laugh. I'm yeah. just like, okay, cool. Like... You know what? Well, what's, what's great is like if it's especially if it's a restaurant, yeah, where people are <laughs> like, and I didn't get an extra fork like I expected. Yeah. Like we only give one fork. Yeah, out, and like if yeah. you want another fork, we'll give you another we, fork. It's like I take those and I say, cool. Like thanks I, for the tip. Yeah, thanks for the tip. I appreciate it. I'm yeah, gonna do it better. Yeah, thanks for the feedback. And I don't really care. Like it gives me motivation to do the best that I can do and make something succeed. Yeah. Like I. I kind of love that mentality of 
going to a place and it's almost at the point of not succeeding and then you do everything in your power to make it succeed and then it does and you make it cool you make it it. yeah yeah, you make it cool you make it an awesome environment you make people want to go there and enjoy it and I think that's like where some people miss out like a little bit in life it's like why sweat on just like accepting failure when you can turn that failure into something that's actually good yeah and either it does fail and you learn from it or you just give it 150%, like not even 110, give it 150, maybe give it like 200%. 156%. Yeah, 150, actually 169%. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Full circle. Give it that and watch it succeed and watch every naysayer have to put their foot in their mouth. Like, I'm... When people I, are involved, uh, when people involve themselves in things that they're not actually a part of, whether it be a customer or it be someone who um, thinks that they can do better, and like, great, you should come and do that. You should, yeah. you should give me examples of how I can do this better. Yeah, I mean, that's instead a, of bitching about yeah, it. Yeah, and when that's my thing, it's like I'd rather have constructive criticism than someone yelling at me. Yeah, is if you communicate with me and tell me exactly what I'm doing wrong and it's not to your standards, tell me how you like it. I'll do it how you want me to do it. Right. But if you're going to sit there and just yell at me and not talk to me and get mad at me and not tell me how you want it, then what am I supposed to do? Right. How am I supposed to make it better? And I feel like sometimes there's people that are better communicators than anybody else. And I feel like in life and in business and everything, communication is key to anything succeeding and going above and beyond. And I feel like some people don't understand that. My mother opened her own business a, a year ago, like exactly a year ago. And she uh, has massage therapists working for her. And we've gone through, I, I say we because I part-time work for them as an office manager. Yeah. We've gone through a few therapists. And all they wanted to do was complain about the way things were as compared to, like, these huge businesses that they had been involved in. And it's like, look at this. This is a mom-and-pop situation. Yeah. Uh, we got all of this stuff secondhand, uh, like the business itself is secondhand, and we're trying to fix a lot of what's going on. So, like, my biggest struggle at that point as the office manager was, okay, scheduling, you don't like the way the scheduling is going because it's all written down on paper and nobody can see it if they're not there. Okay, I get it. Let's do a Google calendar. Yeah. Okay, you don't like the the way that we have to write down credit cards (laughs) in case someone doesn't show up for their thing. Okay, great. Let's make you involved in um, getting into this QuickBook app that you can go in and, like, put in their... Yeah, put in their number and... And then, you know, we can run it if they don't show up. But, it, like, the, the fact that, that, like, these people that no longer work for us were just like, Mwah. and then this is wrong. And I'm like, great, it's wrong. I understand that. Learning experience. How do you want it done? Yeah. Just tell me. What's because a better way to do it? What's easier for you? Yeah. What have you seen that's been successful in the past? Yeah. No, just kidding. I just want to bitch about it. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, um, like, well then bitch about it, but yeah. don't don't call my mother names because guess what? Like, yeah. The only person that's allowed to do that is me. Yeah, exactly. So. And, you know, and that's like funny you say that. It's we have so many people that are quick to complain as opposed to being like, hey, you know, being like we had this experience. Yeah, and it's like we had this experience there. It wasn't like the first time, you know, 
like this was that way like you know server wasn't doing this and I'm like okay this place hasn't been open in probably what seven years yeah yeah and so we're refiguring it out like, right you know and this is for me I've never like I've started up restaurants and bars but I've never started out as straight up like GM like right. you know in charge of everything you like built up yeah and I built up like I've always started at the bottom and built up because for some reason started from the bottom now you're here started from the bottom now I'm here in the porn room uh, <laughs> but I never like I never saw I now understand actually why every boss that I ever had was like stressed out when we started up a new thing because <laughs> all the things you take on and you've never experienced you're now figuring out right and then with this place it's like I've taken on a whole new role it's like at first we're like we'll bartend and we'll manage and it's like I can barely do that like, yeah I can do two nights a week and that's it and I barely do those because every which way I'm getting pulled like how do we do this how do we do that and I'm yeah. problem solving like why isn't this happening why isn't this happening and then I'm like talking to guests that are like uh, you know yeah. it's like all this dumb stuff where you're like okay oh that's right like <laughs> I'm the boss like yeah. that's why they're talking to me like cool and I actually wish that I could just be like normal at a job you know where no one recognizes that you're trying hard like I'm one of those people where I love to travel I love to take vacations I love the room to do whatever I'm going to do and unfortunately when you work really hard to get to that place you work every day yeah. you're like I'm working doubles I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to help out any way I can I don't care like I'll be tired but in three months I'm going to be on a beach drinking a boat drink and getting a sunburn because I'm always pale because I never see the sun because I'm always inside so it's like it's like how it's like I'm gonna be miserable for a day of that vacation but I'm gonna enjoy every minute of it because I'm gonna be someplace that no one can text their mommy yeah and your muscles just really yeah yeah they're like oh you're here uh okay so there's a list of questions that I have okay yeah to kind of you know we could sit here and talk Forever. We could probably talk forever. We could we could talk forever. Well, let's get to these questions. Yeah. Um, um, there's 11 of them, which is a weird number. I understand that. And some of these things we will have already touched on, and they'll kind of extrapolate themselves. Yeah. But um, it's just kind of a guideline. Um, I also hit on this every single episode. Uh, these questions were given to me by my best friend. Okay. And uh, she's in... Ooh, party. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, she's in the uh, science field. Okay. Um, she's a really, she's got an interesting life. And yeah. When I was talking to her, I went to visit in Boston where she lives and um, she was very, very concerned about me and the, the, the way that I'm just kind of miserable all the time. Yeah. And, uh, That's know, what best friends are for, by the yes. way. Yes. And we've been best friends since high school, so she's kind of seen me go through all these things. So she said, hey, here's this list of questions that I was asking people um, when I was miserable in my job and, you know, just kind of getting an idea of what people do for a living, and here you go. A lot of these questions were generated for people in her same field, okay. so yeah. I've, I've kind of abbreviated them yeah. to kind of be more generalized. Yeah. Um, so they may not make any sense in context, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just kind of a guideline. Yeah, cool. All right. So the, f- the first question that I have is, uh, tell me about your career path, what you, where you went to school, what you did before this job, related or not. Um, I actually started out in college at uh, Johnson County Community College. Um, I was what did there. You there? Um, I was taking courses to get a 
well, there you're getting your associates. But I'm wor- yeah. working up to get all my associates to go to university to get my degree in communications. Because my ending goal was that I wanted to uh, teach college uh, policy debate. So I wanted to be on the collegiate level to teach communications. I did that uh, for a year there and was horrible. I was like the worst debater that ever existed. Like, you would have thought that I was mute because it was so bad. And, or I was People drinking like, there. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I'm just like, and you're like, no, oh, you make a good point. Yeah, and I like, yeah, exactly. I just like gave the debate round away. I like almost threw up on a, like, oh, no. at like my stand giving off my first speech. And, and like, what's weird about college policy debate is very fast paced. It's very, like, you have to be there. If you're not there, you're done. Like, so you can't be hungover. You can't be lack of sleep or if your lack of sleep is there you just drink a shit ton of coffee and hope you don't crap your pants in the middle of the round but you're probably going to sweat the coffee Red Bull didn't yeah I mean well I mean it did but or no actually fuck no, no it, did, it not. did not it did not <laughs> it did not exist then um, so I did that and then um, I ended up moving home because I got in a little bit of trouble so uh, my mom was living in Tennessee which was home at the time like I grew up in Kansas City my whole life and so I moved to Nashville where my mom was living, lived there for a year, decided to come back home, was working at Buffalo Wild Wings in Olathe. Sweet. Um, and 135th? Yeah. Yeah. The old one, well, it was on like Santa Fe and Merlin and then it yeah. moved. Um, so my, one of the guys that coached the only debate team that I could beat, uh, because I was so crappy, um, and granted these dudes were really nice and they weren't crappy, but right. it was... You know, that was like, we You're can like, definitely beat them. Yeah, I'm no. like, we definitely will win that round. So we'll go <laughs> one and seven. That's cool. I'll take yeah. it. Um, so he comes in and he was like, what are you doing? When did you get back? And I was like, ah, uh, you know, I just got back like, you know, like a couple like months ago, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, awesome. He was like, well, you know, I'm still teaching college at Kansas City, Kansas Community uh, College. Mm-hmm. And I was like, awesome. And he was like, do you want to debate for me? And I was like, chief, you saw me debate. I'm terrible. And he's like, you have the potential to be really awesome. He's like, you should do it. He's like, you're really talented. He's like, I know you're smart. You just need to have someone to, like, push you. Yeah, and do it. So I, like, I'm like, all right. So I ended up joining the team. That first season, like, first semester is terrible. I'm, like, just bad. But my debate partner was actually really understanding, really nice, and helped get me to not super terrible but bad. And then we switched it up because him and I got in a fight. And it wasn't even like that. We, we were just like catty and we hung out all the time. So it was just like not a good situation. Technically teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I started debating with this girl and she was more awesome than I am and amazing. And she kind of took me underneath her wing and like told me like, this is how we do this. And she like, you know, we talk about it every round. She's like, you're doing better, but like, this is how you need to do this. And so... I basically took, a, like, you have positions as speakers, and I took the easier position, and then I could watch how she was doing everything, so I had a little bit more idea of how it worked, and it helped that I was really fast at speaking, so she could just feed me arguments, and I would just do them, but part of debate is you read so much, you retain so much information that it finally, like, one it's, day will just... It's like a memorax, you have to, yeah, like, pull it out, pull it yeah, out, Yeah, and then just, like, you just start to remember stuff, and then one day it'll just click with you, you're like, this is how I do it. And so I started doing that and stayed at KCK, or Kansas City, Kansas Community College for a while, and did really well. And ended up, like, you know, 
making it to finals of certain college tournaments that were really hard in the varsity, which is like the top level to be in, uh, making other places, getting like speaker awards, which I never got. It was like crazy, and I started doing really well, and people were like, holy crap, like this is a girl to be forced with. with. Yeah, and I was bartending during this time. So I'm like bartending to make a living, and I had student aid as well because, you know, my family doesn't make enough money, and neither do I. So that's like a really important thing is like that. It's like, you know, knowing that you have to make the best grades to keep that, and that, you know, I'm trying to do this so that I can make a life for myself and never have to struggle, which is kind of my mentality is I never want to struggle and my family you know struggled a little bit growing up and you know it's not cool when you think about not having a roof over your head or not you know having bills and stuff like that and I think I've it's been to that edge yeah you know and you're like as How a do child I this? Like, yeah as you an know? adult yeah like, and that's me. too many times as an adult <laughs> yeah you know my mom is a single mom and yeah, she you know raised us to be strong independent women and to do our own thing and to make it happen you know but happen in the sense of where we're still respectable about what we're doing and still carry ourselves at what you need to like my mom was the type of mom where you didn't go to the you didn't you didn't go to the grocery store in your sweatpants yeah (laughs) but it didn't mean that you had to like dress up or anything but just like at least put on jeans at least put on some jeans yeah or something Uh, yeah but she also like she started college when i was 12 she was no, I was I was ten. She was thir- thirty-two, and uh, which is like a year yeah. younger than what yeah. I am right now. And you know, as a kid, watching her do like she worked three jobs and went to school and raised me. Yeah. And at one point, um, you know, after she got her associate, she sent me off to live with my dad. And as like a twelve-year-old, you're like, well, I guess I'm just like you know, yeah. piece of shit. Then. Well, and that's the most emotional time as a fucking girl. Yeah. And and, and a boy, like, or yeah. male and female, like, whatever, you know, like, I I think that's our most emotional time, you know, like, you're getting random boners and you started growing boobs, like, yeah. it fucking sucks. <laughs> right. It's like, who wants, like, tiny, like, fried bologna nips, like, yeah. to come out in a t-shirt, like, it's terrible. <laughs> and then you're like, your friends are like, oh, I started my period, and you're like, what the fuck is a period? Yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> what is that? Like, what does that mean, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, so like yeah. looking back on it, you're, uh, it's just like now that I am 33 and I'm just yeah. like, oh God, yeah, like, if I, <laughs> Jesus, if yeah. I had like a 10 year old, yeah, shoot me in the face. Yeah, exactly. Like, I could not do everything well, that she did. And that's my biggest thing is like, you know, I respect my mom so much yeah. and part of why I do what I do is because of that and because I don't like to fail at anything. Like I hate losing more than I like winning or succeeding or something like I don't like failure and I don't say hate very often because I just don't like the feelings behind yeah the connotation behind it is terrible but it's like you know one of those things like doing all that working through debate and it kind of brings it back to that my last year debate um I was nominated uh to pick out the topic for the whole entire next season which is like a whole entire year school year and uh all these people that thought that I didn't deserve it because I was a woman Yep. And uh, because they didn't think I was well, ed- like that I was educated enough, um, and because I hadn't been at the, like the top tournaments, like in out rounds, and I was getting bullied on the internet, and um, it's actually really hard. Like internet yeah. bullying is fucking serious. Yeah. And I, you know, I recently had a dose of that. We've we've, uh, we've discussed this that like yeah. I've, you know, I've had to deal with that personally, and yeah. the only thing you can do, like the everything in your in every fiber of your being is like a, a strong individual yeah. and like 
someone who's like, no, you're wrong. The things you were saying are wrong or yeah. you know, whatever. In my in my case, um, I just had to go, yeah, no, I mean, you can... I know the truth. The people who care about me know the truth. You can just say whatever you want. Yeah. Like, I, my reaction to every single confrontation that I had with this person was, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I mean, couldn't do anything about it. to do, and it And sucks. I had people call, you know, calling me like, oh, you should go on this you know, close group, and she's saying yeah. all this stuff. And I'm well, like, it's cool. Like, she can say what yeah. she wants. Yeah. When it's like, I've been, like, on that thing with debate it's like that's what ultimately made me leave and go fully into service industry yeah. I didn't even know what was happening because I just said at that point I was not very into the internet like yeah. I'd use it for school and that was it and I uh, like I was getting bullied and I finally got on and made a response and I was like in an email thread with other people and I didn't thing that you can do yeah and so it's like the worst I made a response and all of a sudden I have these people that are ahead like head you know, department people of uh, debate, you know, teams commenting on my behalf, like, this is wrong. Like, what you're doing is wrong. Like, doing this is unacceptable. Like, we think that we need to have a vote for a second person to go with her. And all of a sudden, like, some of the strongest, like, you know, uh, feminists that I've ever met in my wife, and that goes for male or female, mm. like, woman or man, like, are on my side just like this is wrong like you're what you're doing right now is wrong period like just because you don't think she's smart enough she hasn't been on your level you don't know her and she's a woman and I'm being called out as this and I was even being talked about at like tournaments and so I finally like decided I was like fuck this like I'm out like I don't that community is supposed to be so inclusive because you talk about every issue that could ever exist. Right. It comes yeah. from gender identity to racism to war to, like, even, like, weird philosophical, like, you know, uh, things that exist. Like, it's so strange that they're so quick to react like that. Yeah, and then you just, get, you just get pushed out. And I just was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't emotionally do this. So I was like, all right. I'll just get into go back to bartending and making a ton of money. So that's what I did. Yep. I was like, I'd rather bartend than finish up my degree, make money, be happy, still have that mentality with debate where I'm multitasking, remembering stuff, getting people out, making people smile, making people laugh, and then, you know, doing my deal. And I think that's kind of how my brain operates. It's like I need to be busy a lot yeah. because that's where it's at. So kind of where I'm at is because someone was an asshole and it pissed me <laughs> off so it made me go basically into the career of the career that I hold now like you that's, know that's pretty great which basically paid for my PBR and my weed in college so <laughs> you know that's pretty great for the listeners at home we uh we just took a potty break yeah sometimes you just gotta pee and be the boss which I just had to do it's yeah I was kind of hoping that I uh, would've I, I wish I would've like recorded that yeah, it's and like then, really and hard. And then Jason made all like, well, if you want to talk to a real person, <laughs> yeah, in charge. Blah, 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 blah. Well, what's so like crazy is, you know, I feel like sometimes when you've done a certain job for so long that you know how to approach a situation without being too offensive, and that actually brings me back to being in this industry and being a woman here. It's like, you know, when you're the boss and you're a woman, everyone thinks that you're a bitch somehow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I can totally be an asshole. Like I'm completely 100 percent aware of that. But 
It's like, I never want to be unapproachable, and I feel like some people are intimidated, and they shouldn't be. I only know how, like, how to do the things that I know how to do is because I started out like that. I started out yeah. scared of my bosses and everything that they were doing, and I thought to myself, like, oh, maybe, maybe I can do it better, maybe I can get it going, and maybe I will be the approachable one, but then I realized, oh, wait, they're always unhappy because they work all the time. Yeah. Like, or they look on edge because they have about 30 other things that they have to do besides worry about so-and-so not, you know, yeah. taking their food out right when order is called out. I mean, it's just like dumb little things. It's like, let the little things slide and attack the big things. Right. And that's what we were just talking about. He said, you know, I think said employee thinks that maybe, like, you know, she understands that you're a boss bitch, but she's afraid to talk to you, but she does love you. She's just afraid to talk to you about stuff because you're just so quaint bling about stuff. And it's like, yeah, like, when you text me and I'm working and I'm, like, with, you know whoever I'm meeting with for the day, I'm usually right. pretty just, like, quick, like, yeah, I'll be here, uh, come, like, hit me up or whatever, talk to me or whatever. Well, and, and that goes back to what you were saying about having to be in the, um, <laughs> on the job, like, 24-7, yeah. too. Like, if you don't, like, sleep, yeah. Yeah. Or if you yeah, don't want to be in one place at one time. That's what I have to do all the icky jobs, you know, right. besides, like, plunge toilets. Like, I'm really glad I don't have to do that. You know, <laughs> I do change toilet paper. For it. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> so it's the benefit of being the only female. Oh yeah. So um, also for the podcast people at home, we are uh, participating in Periscope while we're doing this, which is my new favorite thing. Tony Danza is not the boss. Okay, so if you don't know, uh, <laughs> if you don't know Periscope, it's a live streaming video, and I'm taking live streaming video of, of Candace currently, nice. and she looks glowing and beautiful. And Probably glowing because I've been sweating all day. Uh huh. If you have, like, dark hair and big boobs and, yeah. like, a beer gut and you wear all black, you're inevitably going to sweat in the Midwest. Like, yeah. You know, and I only wear a tank top because I just can't stand sweating through any more freaking shirts. Like, right. you know, always carry an extra shirt if you have those current things. <laughs> um, so what Periscope allows us to do is kind of chat with the people at home, which is kind of cool. And I want to integrate this into the podcast yeah, at some point. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'll but, be your guinea pig. Guinea pig. Um, but uh, we have seven viewers right now, which is pretty great. Oh, and nice. uh, they can ask you questions. And, oh, sweet. I and, that. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, but we'll just kind of do this for a little bit. So where we left off before we took our PP break <laughs> was <laughs> the, <laughs> the fact that you went to college. You were in debate. You wanted to make that a career. And then someone pissed you off on the internet. Yeah. And you said, screw this. I, uh, yeah, I'm I would out. much rather make money and bartend. So where yeah. did you go after that? Where did you start? So I went your back career to full-time at Buffalo Wildings. Really just like, you know, as a mixologist there. Um, I really learned a how to make... A mixologist uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings? I'm just kidding. That's like so funny. Oh, my I learned how to make caramel apple coolers. I don't know if you know what that oh is. Oh, my God. That sounds incredible. It's experimental, um, you know. It's in its experimental phase. Uh, no, I went there. And, you know, and even there, I, like, had a lot of, like, battles with power stuff. Because I worked one night, oh, like, one big night a week. And then I would usually do day stuff and just pick up whatever shit no one wanted. Because that's how you get ahead. You pick yeah. up the shit that people don't want or they go out of town or they're sick or they're hungover or they just want to go out and party, you pick up their shifts, and you work as much as possible, and then someone's like, oh, someone's trying. I'm into that, and I do that. Like, that's, like, the best way I know to pick out a good worker is that they're willing to work no matter what. And I'm yeah. like, 
tight. Like, yeah. you're going to be my BFF because you want to work a lot. So, um, you know, oh, like... someone said, whomever you are, you're very beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's candid. That's making me blush now. Uh, I don't even know that was So that. you're glowing and yes, blushing. Yes, I'm glowing. I'm glowing and I'm blushing. <laughs> um, so, uh... You know, basically, I had an issue there, and I had one night where I would make a ton of money. And by a ton of money, I mean, I was, like, really young, and I was like, oh, my God, I made $200 Wednesday night. And now I make, like, that's $200. That's a ton of money to me. I know. <laughs> so that's what's so fucked about the bar business. That's why it's like, don't, oh like, God. do the bar business, right. and you'll be spoiled forever because you yeah. know how much money you make. And it kind of makes you money hungry, you know? You sh- you Seriously, just, like, you're getting, like, super hot, like... Oh, nice. Like requests here, like cheekbones for days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll take it. Uh, forget all of the rest of the stuff we're gonna do. We're just not yeah, gonna. we're just gonna, gonna talk to people. Talk to each other. Um, so you know, I like went through all that, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna become a bartender. And I had a manager that was really shitty, and I didn't like. So I was like, I'm gonna try to do that, and I tried, and I didn't do it there. So I was like, whatever. And then I moved on, and. I kind of forget what I've worked so many freaking restaurant jobs and bar jobs that I just like don't know where they all mold in like my first bartending job ever oh man I'm gonna say this and it's terrible I like bartended at Applebee's uh, no not terrible my first serving job was at Applebee's and those bartenders worked their asses off oh yeah and I was because you have to like you have to be spot on on your pores mm-hmm. like as a shitty bartender that only did it for like you know you use a, a jigger. year like yeah who uses that jigger like uh, nowadays well you know? I mean I was well, forced to use you, it but I had I was to forced use to use yeah <laughs> uh, so but that's because Anna's like really on it yeah she's like I don't have any money to spend on overport yeah <laughs> like, you have to so I yeah. uh, I would like do that I like bartended there and then I ended up cleaning there because I was working at Hooters which is even funnier oh my god uh, and I was living in Tennessee working at Hooters. And I like Tennessee Hooters. Yeah, Tennessee Hooters, which is way different than Kansas City Hooters. Hey y'all! People actually tip you, yeah, and uh, they want to be there. Yeah. Whereas Kansas City, it's like a whole bunch of weirdos that come in. They're like, yeah, what's up? You're in that tight white tank top. I'm into it. You know, like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I tell my creepy dude that I come in every time I work to take Polaroids of me and be like, oh, thank you. I want to take a Polaroid. Were they full size Polaroids? Yeah, and was, like, super creepy. Nobody has those. And he one time tried to bug me, and I, like, smacked him in the face, and I was like, you better check yourself, dude. And my manager's like, you can't do that. And then I was like, okay, you just made another check mark on my list. So I quit working at Hooters and at that, and at Applebee's, and then I moved on to uh, work a couple other really shitty restaurant jobs, and then um, Foundry and McCoy's was doing, like, a call for servers. So I was like, I'll do it. Like, fuck okay, it, who cares? And I had bartending experience underneath my belt. Yeah. But they wouldn't hire me as a bartender because they wanted a Westport bartender, which isn't a big deal. I understand. No, I yeah. get it now. Like, I'm yeah. in that position. So, did that. And well, it takes a special person. Yeah, exactly. Who, like, if you don't know anything about Kansas City and you don't know anything about Westport, yeah. you have all walks of life. Oh, you yeah. You have the suburban kids, you have the townies, and the oh, townies yeah. are cool. Oh, yeah. Because they, that's the only place they have to go. Well, yeah. And so they'll tip. And I was <laughs> and they new want to, to make Westport, friends, you, know? you know? Like, yeah. And I was, like, yeah. new to Westport. And I was, like, ah, who are these people? They're so scary. And then, uh... You have homeless people that follow, yeah. follow men into the Homeless bathroom. people that I, like, really missed a lot when I was living in the mountains. Like, mm-hmm. it's strange how much you miss, like, like where the weirdos at. <laughs> like, 
And like I like came home and I was like, you get a quarter, you get a quarter, you get a quarter. I felt like Oprah. I was like, every homeless man gets a quarter. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so I um, I worked there and I started out as a server. I want to become a Found bartender. At or at, at Foundry. At Foundry, And yeah. so I was like, server. I helped build the place, like sweep it up. Like went through all that extensive training. Did all that. Vulcan's Forge. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was so <laughs> weird to be in there, by the way, after that. Um, and so they were like, okay, cool. Um, you know, if you want to be a bartender, you have to be a barback. And I'm like, shit, as a barback? Okay, like, I guess I'll be someone's bitch. It's fine. So I'm like, racing around trying to do stuff. And I also noticed that the bartenders are behind the bar. They sucked. And I was like, I can do your job better. So now I'm going to work all the time and not only my schedule shifts. Like, I'm going to just ask people, like, hey, did you want to work Monday night? Can I work your shift? And they'd be like, yeah, I don't, don't want to work Monday. And I'm like, cool. I would just, like, snake shifts, like, all the time. Yeah. And, like, give the best service ever. I'd be like, oh, how was everything? Did you like it? Blah. Like, be so cheesy that people, like, love me for some reason, which is kind of strange. And then I uh, ended up becoming a bartender after I did bar backing. And it's like, I learned a lot through that time. Like, my mentor of bartending and learning all the stuff that I know about beers, about spirits is like my best friend in the whole entire world and I wouldn't trade anybody else but him and we've been through like so many life experiences in such a small amount of time he took me underneath his wing, taught me everything uh you know was by my side he was there for me through breakups like you know the whole big deal like of your life you know and it's like I'm in my you know early 20s mid 20s and he's helping me through a you know big part of my life where I'm still trying to figure out who the fuck I am and what, right. what I'm doing and I feel like sometimes you need to meet someone like that that kind of gives you a little push where you need to go or inspires you to do what you need to do and which is kind of crazy um and so then I was doing that and then I was unhappy there and was trying to go back to college and uh Riot Room was hiring bartenders so I went to Riot Room and uh they hired me and I had like every bottom of the barrel shift that could ever exist I was like I need to make money I need to make money so I just worked all the time like worked 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 yeah and then finally got to a point where I was like you know doing the deal like running shit like anytime they'd be like we need someone to do this or that like can you do that and I'm like yeah not a problem like you know came on coming on a day where I was like had off and I had plans I'd be like I'm gonna do it I don't care I just like want to get somewhere where I can feel comfortable where I'm at so I was there for uh, almost four and a half years and managed uh, part of that time and was the general manager part of that time. And then it kind of gets weird in that spot because that's where I met my boyfriend. So kind of, yeah, Brian's awesome. <laughs> like, you can't, Brian like, is like the best thing that's probably ever happened to me besides tacos. Like, but I'm Mexican, so you know, I love yeah. so. But, uh, <laughs> but, yep, so... Brian and I met, and I worked all the time, and I sacrificed part of my relationship because of that, which really starts to bite you in the ass during a certain time, and he actually got um, a job offer in Breckenridge, Colorado, teaching little kids how to snowboard, which he's amazing at, Yeah. and so... And we were all very sad. Yeah, and <laughs> I moved away for six months, and I came back because I hated it, and I wanted Kansas City... But it's, like, really hard when you're in this industry and you know how much money you can make and you go to some place where you can't make any money and you're like, yeah. why am I doing this? Like, I am in this industry to make money and not deal with little jerks that are on spring break. Which I hate doing. It's like, right. I don't want any, like, negative connotation towards anyone that comes to a bar. But you have those customers that really push your limits where you're like, ooh, like, I'm about to just, like, spray you with a water gun. Like, and that's, like, 
kind of where I'm at where I'm like now and especially like asking to run here and like and I came back to Dave State Church of course and was managing there and I absolutely love that place but it needs someone that's young and a little bit different than me because it's like really taxing when you're in the bar industry and you're working bartending shifts and you're managing and you're working like 12 hour shifts you're just like fuck like how like how can I do this you know your legs yeah. hurt you start to get weird fucking like spider veins like you know you're like no, I don't want this well and that's that's again you know I touch back to why I'm doing this uh, I've been standing up for the last seven years I work nine hour shifts which yeah. is like doubles forever and it's not like I'm running around getting people drinks and getting people like oh yeah nachos and sh- like I'm oh, dude, standing in one place you're standing in one place you're standing on your yeah. feet period even moving around it's like you get home and you good legs yeah and they're like you know, yeah it's like, of like yeah it's like I prop up my legs while I'm sleeping so the blood like comes back down so I don't have cankles yeah no you know? I have um I have shin splints right now. I have uh, plantar fasciitis. Like, I have bursitis in my knees. Like, I'm a yeah. little old lady. So, basically, the moral of the story is, is, like, don't do anything where you have to stand up all the time. Yeah. Like, so go become work an out. astronaut. <laughs> become an astronaut. Like, I really feel like Astronauts that's don't have spider veins. And that's yeah, going to be a t-shirt that you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And if they do, dismiss this whole conversation. <laughs> that should be the next podcast. Okay. I need to interview some astronauts. Do you My have spider veins? almost an astronaut. <laughs> really? That's yeah. awesome. Uh, she works at MIT now, and uh, she graduated from Yale with her doctorate and all this stuff. And when she when that was going on, she applied for NASA, and she had, like, a friend that works for NASA, which is the only way you can get a job for NASA. Yeah. It's like trying to get a job at McCoy's. Yeah, exactly. You need to know someone to get in. <laughs> someone it's has like, to die. Yeah. Or you have to know somebody. Yeah, or someone has to, like, their leg has to fall off, so yeah. they can't walk. You know, it's... You know, and literally fall off. They yeah. can't even have an accident. It just right. has to, like, just go. Just to, like, just to be, like, I'm done. Like, fall off. Like, I'm, like, so afraid of getting gout because, like, seeing how my pee for so long. Yeah. I don't even know what gout is. I um, it's think. when you eat too much salt. So, don't just, you know. Uh, Fuck, I think I have gout. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have gout. Uh, no, so, like, uh, when that happened and she didn't get the job, which was really ultimately for the best, but she was bummed out about it because I have such a, like, a horrible sense of humor and she gets that. Uh, there's a there's a little kids book called uh, and it's not a little kids book it's yeah. like a little kids book that's actually written for adults and it says it's called you'll never actually be an astronaut and like I said yeah. that's amazing and like, she's like god damn it you know kind of in that situation my mom will always like send me like links to jobs and she's like so my friend goes to trade shows and does this and I think it'd be perfect for you you know because you're such a good talker and I'm like I don't need a new job I have a job mom she's like yeah but I know uh-huh. I just like really think that you need to get a real job and it's like oh my gosh yes and my dad two years yeah. ago was like well so when are you going to get a real job and I was like I have a 401k and full health benefits and yeah. I don't have college debt well yeah and I'm like, like no what, and I'm sitting there what and I'm more like, do you want I'm like Mom, I can pay my bills. Yeah. I can do what I want. What I want and when, I want. when yeah, and when I want and like I have a real job. Like just because yeah. it's not a nine to fiver and I'm not in a building like with no windows doesn't mean I don't have a real job. I just happen to be in a job that when is you known go to as, a restaurant, yeah, wouldn't you rather have someone that knows what they're doing? Yeah, and it's like it's not like this is a party job, and like, yes, it kind of is, but. Okay. You know, and it's always sometimes you have to be happy when you're not, you're like, fuck, I don't, 
or you have to like talk to someone you don't want to like I have people that I like will see come in and I'm like shit I gotta go downstairs and hang out down there I have to do paperwork downstairs and I really don't I just go downstairs and I avoid them because I'm like I don't want to deal with this today and that's like weird creepy regulars where I'm like not today like I today, do, Jesus. yeah, not today. <laughs> like, there's a guy called Bandana that like tried to get a job, and then told me this like crazy story about him getting hit by a car, and then he was like, "I'll help you carry this beer down." So he got like a beer order in. I don't want you in an and in I was an like, enclosed space with like, me listen, for an extended yeah, amount of time. Yeah, I was like, "Listen, you can't even touch the booze because you don't have a liquor license." Like, so you say I have to get my driver's license, and I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I can't drive," and I was like, "Why?" And he was like, "I was hit by a car." and thrown into a glass window and my arm's been broken for six months and really I'm a carpenter, you know? Some people would say I'm like, Jesus. And I was like, fuck, Bandana. Like, I don't <laughs> want to talk to you right now. Like, I can't even handle this. And his arm's in a sling and he's like slightly just really creepy and he was like, hey, look at this girl I was talking to. And I was like, I really don't want to look at her. And he has like a flip phone out and like shows me, I'm like, like, why? Like, why is this happening to me? Because I'm a weirdo magnet and it's like, I know it. <laughs> But, you know, honestly, being where I'm at right now with Blind Tiger is awesome. Yeah. It's great to have an environment where I don't feel like there is this big, like, elephant in the room, which is me being me and being bossy. It's they actually respect what I'm doing and invited me to do what I do here because they saw me work. Like, when we had this, like, crazy day and I had to think on my feet and I just made it happen. I made everything happen. I was me by myself and I'm just, like, firing orders everywhere, like... Like, they were like, holy shit, like, when you're on, you're on. Yeah. And when you're focused, you're focused, you get it done, and that's why you do what you do. And I was like, I'm aware of that. Like, but So that, that kind of goes into question number two. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to question number one. All no, right. fuck it, whatever. It yeah. Is, it, it is what it is. Um, but uh, basically, second question is, and like I said, these are guidelines. It's not, like, a big thing. But uh, how did you become interested in the work that you do and what motivates you con- to continue mainly what motivates you to continue what it sounds like is that people appreciate the way that you do your job. Yeah, exactly. They appreciate the way I do my job and people recognize that I am willing to work as hard as I can to make something good. Yeah. You know, and it's like I have a weird logic to everything and sometimes things are in my head and I can't, like, say them properly to anybody else because they don't make sense at the time. And I have, like, these crazy ideas or these crazy, like, plans that will work. I just can't voice it. I just can only do it. And I think that's, you know, one of those things where it's, like, I love doing what I do because it's never the same every day. Yeah. And I feel like when you find something like that that challenges you, keeps you on your feet, and makes you generally happy when you make just one person happy, like, just making one person's day will make my whole entire week, month, year, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter because I did... It's like that little right. flower inside your yeah. heart just opens up just a yeah. little bit Yeah, it's more. like my ice-cold heart has now gotten a little bit warmer. Like, it's just, like, defrosted a little bit. One single tear. One single... <laughs> so, uh, what do you wish you had been told at the beginning of your career? I wish I would have been told, you're going to work your ass off, and there's going to be days Would you where, have done it? Uh... Yeah, because when someone tells me I can't do something, I do it anyways. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Like, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants and march my own drummer, whatever. Like, I'm the black sheep of my family, like, completely. Like, even my stepmom says that. She's like, oh, you know, she kind of flies into her She's kind of, you know, 
kind she's of so eccentric. Yeah, and it's like, it's like yes and no, and it's kind of weird because it's like yes, I would do it even if everyone told me all the shit I was getting into. I would still be like, okay, like, what's your yeah. point? Like, you know, it's just like telling someone they can't date someone, you know? Uh, they'd be like, you can't date this person. I'd be like, okay, whatever. You date them anyways to figure out why you shouldn't do it, you know? Like, it's not a big deal. Like, I just... I'll take your word for that. I mean, <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, unless they're really terrible. And then you're like, right. oh, yeah, that makes oh, sense. Yeah, but if someone's right. like, I just don't like it then, I'm like, okay, who cares? Like, I do, so... Let me figure it out. And I think that comes from, you know, my mom raised me as an independent, like, girl and woman. And who I am is that she's like, never take no. Never take anyone telling you you can't do something because you can. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It sounds like you and I had a very similar uh, childhood as far as, yeah. like, having a single mom who's Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's... It, I never felt like I was lesser like, both of my parents yeah. were very support, and they still are to this day, very supportive yeah. people as far as, like, you can do whatever you set your mind to. Yeah. And you're not lesser than anybody else, no matter what they say. Like, that no. was just, like, drilled into me as a kid. And, like, as an adult, when you're like, oh, I'm falling short of all of these expectations that yeah. I had for myself, like when I was 13. Yeah. Uh, like, I thought my life was going to be, like, reality bites. Yeah. Or I thought that I was going to be married and have kids by now. Which, maybe I'll get married, I but never, I don't want to have kids. I never thought that. I, I don't know why I ever thought that. I think it's because... I, well, I there, you, everyone has... Well, not everyone, but, like, I had that, like, oh, if I got married, this is what I would want. Like, yeah. I, you know, like, I, I fancied myself a fashion designer as a kid. Yeah. And I would draw, like, dresses and, like, design yeah. stuff. And I was uh, very creative. My dad is an incredible artist. Uh, my my mom can't draw, but she's a, an amazing musician. Yeah. My dad's an amazing musician. My dad's kind of like a renaissance guy. Yeah. He's, like, my zen master. Yeah. And, like, you know, he always treated me, like, as a person and not as a child. Yeah. But, like... That that's what was like so jarring to me, like figuring out misogyny. Yeah. As an adult. Yeah. Like, like, like I this. Yeah. Well, and see, it's like my mom, like she had like terrible boyfriends. Yep. Some oh, were yeah. really great, but then some were really terrible, and like really just, you know, oh, yeah. were not good. And I like looked at that, and I was like, I never want that, you know. And I just absolutely. I, I have will, such a high standard. Oh yeah. Exactly. As far as like what I want, how I want to be treated yeah. because I saw the way that yeah. my mom was treated. And my mom was like so much younger than we are right now when yeah. that stuff was going on. Yeah. I don't know how old your mom was. My mom is 51. Okay. My mom's 55. So, yeah. So. Or no, she's 50. She'll be 51 in September. She'll yeah. kill me if she hears that. <laughs> I always say that she's a year older than she is. Yeah. Uh, but it's like one of those things where when I started dating Brian, like all my friends except like approved of him my whole family yeah. loves him his family likes me and it's like cool like I actually found someone that is my other half but what's kind of weird and this is funny you say this like you know everyone always be like what do you want to be when you grow up and I would just like at what I was into at the time I'd be like I want to do this I guess like yeah. you know scientist writer uh you know 
yeah. whatever. And I wanted to be a I physical think, therapist, and then my mom became a physical therapist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, I don't think I ever knew what I wanted to be Yeah, like when I grew up. And that's like why I think it's kind of funny when people do seek out careers and they do what they do. It's like, how did you know that? Because I feel like, I feel like it's in high school, long, yeah. yeah, and it's like taking me this long to get here, and it's like this wasn't even in my mind what I should do. I'm just really good at it, and I can do it well, and I make great money doing it, yeah. and I don't feel like I sacrifice a lot of my emotional well-being to be doing this. And, you know, and it's also one of those things where I think to myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like I want to do this. So instead of me thinking like I want to do a completely different career path, I'm taking the one that I'm in now that I'm doing and I'm trying to do awesome things with it. I'm trying to make it better. Yeah. So now my goal is is to officially own my own spot and do my own things. Do and you think that being here will facilitate that? Yes. Because um, you're getting the business side of things? Yeah, and I am, and it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, put into that, and it's, like, crazy. Like, And what's kind of awesome and how great it is to work with someone that understands your true talents and gets it is that they believe in you that much that they want to have you be a part of what they're doing so like even we have blind tiger now we have two other concepts that we're going to be like working on in december officially right it's finding whichever one makes sense can you have your phone on you i think yeah. can you put it on airplane oh, mode sorry. no that's yeah, okay here. Oh, yeah, yeah no, that's great. Okay, cool. Sorry, I was like, is that No, mine? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put it there. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm an idiot. Let's <laughs> be real. No, this is I'm all... The the, I'm the girl This is very on. professional. Yeah. I'm sure that uh, <laughs> you've, you've gathered this by yeah. now. Uh, no, this is uh, kind of what I'm doing right now with this podcast is uh, I would never have been able to do this had I not, yeah. you know, asked people questions for the last seven years about, that's like, what... what I, mean, that's, I mean, that's how, you know we learn everything in life is to ask questions to get the experiences yeah. and to figure out what you like and what you don't like what you can deal with and what you don't want to deal with and you know inevitably it comes down for me it's like what makes me happy and what makes sense to my life and what makes my life good yeah. and I think that a lot of people don't think of that I wish in high school honestly I feel like high school is where it stands I wish they would teach you like real a, life a real life situation like what do you do <laughs> no, exactly what do you do when your water is about to get shut off and you don't have enough money do you just tough it out and say fuck it like yeah. i'm not gonna have water and i'm just gonna work my ass up to get there and then learn that day like okay this will never happen again like i'm yeah. gonna pay my bills on time i'm gonna work my ass up because i don't know real. if you like, if you're like me like when i i got kind of quote-unquote kicked out of the house before i was ready to ready yeah. to do it and um, I got myself into some really crappy situations yeah. because I didn't know what I was doing. And instead of, like, dealing with it like an adult, I just went, la, 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 yeah. la, it'll go away. And it yeah. won't, it won't go away. Oh, yeah. There's some things <laughs> in my past that I was like, oh, yeah, that'll happen. It'll just go away. And it's like, no, it doesn't. No. No, it doesn't. I'm, like, I'm working to, like, pay yeah. off my debt right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, God, I was in my 20s. If you don't have debt right now at our age, then you had a really awesome experience of learning how life works yeah. because I like you know I have debt now and really honestly what I learned to do is just to slowly pay it off and not let it plague me I'm yeah just like, calling them and saying like hey how much can I actually give you to get this yeah. off of my credit yeah exactly 
That's but what the nobody knows to do that. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, I have to. I wish they would it. teach you, like, how do you, how do I deal with this? Yeah, like, you know, give you examples and situations. Like, if someone would have told me, you, there is other jobs out there where you don't need a college degree. Like, I feel like yep. you don't need a That's college degree to do a right lot now. of stuff. Is I you have know, a 401k, I have full yeah. benefits. I don't have a college degree, yeah. but that's because I'm working retail. But I'm working yeah. in an environment that facilitates. Well, yeah, exactly. And I feel like some people don't realize that. So people get like shut into debt in college, not happy with what they're doing, or fuck off their college experience, or like you know, However education, you know, whatever, and don't understand that you can it's do an something opportunity. else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the whole thing where I did to be in college is I got scholarships for it with financial aid. So it could help me be able to live, pay for books and pay for school, and still be able to work a job and be able to. Yeah, and I was I was talking struggle. to Arminda earlier, and she's like, "You should interview me for this because I'm an accountant. I don't have an accounting degree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a degree in accounting. That's crazy. And I, mean, uh, I went to the school for this and this and this and this, and it has nothing to do with what I'm doing. That's right how my now. grandma like did it. She yeah. graduated early out of high school, and this is like way back in the day." And then uh, ended up working for the Royals and writing computer programs. Like, she went to, like, old school, That's like, insane. computer program, like, computer programming stuff. Like, flop, when floppy dust Yeah, like, floppy. old school shit, dude. Like, old school shit. Like, it was called you a know, turtle, not a mouse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she did, um, like, all the computer stuff for them and worked there for 16 years and worked her ass off and did an awesome job and... She didn't have a college degree. Yeah. So she did. And I feel like so many people lose sight of, like, you don't even, really honestly, you don't even need to graduate from high school. Just get your GED. Yeah. And then Most find of the them. smart people that I, like, most of the most smart people that I know didn't, like, didn't finish high school. No, I got my GED. Yeah. I got my GED and went to college early. Like, right. Like, straight up. Like, that is, I have no problem saying it. It doesn't bother me. It's no. like. High school was a great experience for learning how to smoke weed and do cake stands, but, like, other than that, like... I other than that... complete opposite experience. Yeah, but, you know... Like, oh, I have to make all of these. I think that's why I make actually sense in a bar, just, like, never yeah. really tuned into it. Like, oh, yeah, you should probably work in a bar because you were ultimate party, like, forever, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's... I think that some people don't understand that, or some kids that feel lost and can't find where they want to go, they need someone to mentor them that's, like... It's unfortunate that people think that they have to, like, go out of high school and then go directly into college. Yeah. And that they have to figure out what they want to be by the time they're 22. Well, yeah, or... What? Yeah. Like, imagine yourself as a 22-year-old, yeah. like, at the age that we're at now. No. Like, no. The, there's no way. That's when you're, you're not, you're not a real person like never, yet. Yes. You're yeah. not a real person yet. I was a terrible tipper. I wore really shitty clothing. <laughs> like, you know, that's what, like when those, like... Or not even at 22 was that in. Like, I don't even know what the fuck I was wearing at 22. But it was terrible fashion. It didn't, yeah. did not look good, you know. And, <laughs> you know, and I still didn't have my beer gut then. I was, it maybe looked better, but I was definitely <laughs> not a fucking Not according asshole. to the people on Periscope. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? Really? Oh, yeah. Do I look better now? Oh, I'll take you. Whatever. <laughs> Periscope, light me up. Yeah, I'm just going to have to find somebody that's, like, way better, way better at this than I am what you get when you drink beer with me in the basement <laughs> full of porn. I don't know how to swear some of it. Okay, so um, where do you feel your career will take you next? Uh, I know that you talked about like having your own place. Um, what is your personal goals? What are your personal goals? Because that was really terrible grammar. And uh, where do you think... 
your field is headed, which, I mean, bartending well, is in my field of making sure that my friends don't wet their pants. <laughs> um, it's headed, You've been successful so far this oh, evening. Oh, yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, well, right now with uh, this business, um, I will have an opportunity to do a buy-in at a certain point in time. Um, to own part of it and then we're starting up our own company and we have two other concepts okay. that we're going to start executing in December whichever one first works out better we're looking up locations right now and they're kind of crazy but they're good they'll work they make like that's what I do I think of weird ideas and then Blake is really awesome about like doing the same and he like jumps off of it when you think of these crazy ideas and so is Jason we all get together and it's dumb but it works and so uh, do you think that like you will take like a like a franchise sort of situation yeah it'll be kind of like that this, but I think it'll be like you know how kind of like McCoy's yeah like works we'll right be, we'll be similar to that yeah cool and uh and we'll do it all Excellent. in Midtown we're trying to it's successful obviously yeah. because like yeah. even though most people might not know that McCoy's and Foundry and Beer Kitchen and Char Bar are all, are all the same are all yeah. the same yeah. yeah and so we're gonna do a similar thing and make it better and so I kind of, like, see myself at that point after, like, the buy-in into the company is that I'll just now own all this stuff. And so instead of doing this stuff where I'm at the bar not sleeping, I'll be able to just come in and do meetings and figure out our test spots and then kind of run it from that end. Which, again, I've never been there, so I have no idea what the right. fuck it's going to be like. It could be a total shit mountain, and I'm just, like, on top of it, like, as a polished turd, but... I will take it. Like Yeah, but I mean you know and then and yeah. I also think by then too I'll be making like a lot more money and be able to like set stuff aside and if I don't feel it's right for me then I'll buy my own spot. But kind of how Blake, Jason and I operate is that we all wanna do it together because we all make a really good team and we all have the same ideas and the same like mentality when it comes to business that we all don't want to do it without each other. Yeah. So I just don't see that not happening. You know? It's it, a family. Yeah, it's more of like a family and not so much of, uh, well, I hired you to do all the shit I don't want to do. So kind of works out like That's that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It'll it'll get there. And, you know, my career as bar manager, uh, you know, mistress of the dark arts of whiskey and cokes, uh... <laughs> I uh, definitely see it going somewhere better. Like, I'm kind of one of those people that when I look at something and it's something that I'm thinking about doing, if I have a feeling that I'm going to fail at it, I'm probably going to fail at it, which I don't like that thought. Yeah. But if I look at something I really, truly believe it's going to be successful, it will be. Like, I'm very good about seeing end of it. You know, it's like, I don't see this failing, so I'm going to do it. So I do. But if I see something failing, I'm like, that's definitely going to happen. Like, it's kind of weird kind of how I'm like intuitive and like to life you yeah know? what are common mistakes in your field and how do you deal with them the biggest thing that we have that happens I guess starting a bar yeah start, yeah definitely starting that is the biggest uh, touche my friend <laughs> uh, you got jokes down here <laughs> uh, so it's kind of one of those things where it's finding the right people to hire having enough people on staff um, you know customer service I mean this is a service based industry so you have to make sure everyone's happy and you think that everyone's capable of doing it the way you do mm-hmm. but they're not no and then you have to somehow like micromanage in a bad way which I I don't like micromanaging but I'm just like you're doing this wrong 
and it's like how do you convey to someone they're doing something wrong and making them they're like they're the representation for your business yeah you have to make sure that it's consistent like everyone has the, oh, yeah. the same experience and I think that's something that I really pulled from working for corporations like yeah. I worked for Applebee's I worked yeah. for Chili's I worked for T-Mobile I worked yeah. for I've worked for all I'm, I'm like the Pokemon master of cell phone yeah. stores so like it, it's it's Left very much yeah you gotta, gotta catch them all yeah um, but yeah I mean it's I, I understand that and it's hard when you're the person in charge like it's yeah. way again it goes back to that thing where like if you think you can do it better let, let me know yeah exactly well and that's kind of when we started I asked for I always ask people like how was everything did you like everything like we just started out, I really want to hear your input, because if we can change something, we will, or just let me know, and people have been like, what, really? And I was like, yeah, I want to make this good, yeah. I want to make it, I want to make it better it's not than a dive good. bar. I want to make this great, no, it's not a dive bar, no. I don't know why that got attached to it, but no. whatever, <laughs> I had no, there's some decisions that are made that I did not approve of, I'm like, damn it, like, fuck, come on. Well, we got, we got Buzzer down the street. Yeah. You got Harlings over got there, Harlings. like, we're fine, like, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, like, one of those things where you just kind of think to yourself, like, how can I convey this to someone and not be a complete asshole about it? Like, here, kind of the mad, like, thinking that I have is when I see something wrong and I know it's wrong and I know it's not the way that I want it or it, the business should have it. It's not even about me anymore as a person. It's about the business. As a whole, So yeah. usually if I say I in the business sense, it's meaning the business. It's like yeah. how the business wants it, you know, or Blind Tiger wants it. I will see something that is not being executed the right way and I'll be like, okay. I'll go up to him and be like, hey, we shouldn't do it that way. Um, I'm not really sure how to do it you know and kind of make it seem like I already don't know the answer and I do know the answer because I want people to self-own up to fixing something and have a little bit more pride in what they're doing and well, feel like they have like a really great staff right it. now yeah so I, I mean exactly you have and very experienced people yeah that and are you know and don't think we don't get yeah. complaints we do oh I mean it happens you know everyone's getting used to like the having to serve tables and bartend and other things but it's like I want someone to have pride in the fact that they figured out a solution to something that wasn't working properly. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes a lot of businesses don't do that, but I kind of have this, like, weird hippie mentality of, like, we're a community. Yeah. You'll never have to hear from me unless you do something really messed up. <laughs> and then we're going to have to talk. Like, we're gonna that's going to be weird, down. and you're probably not going to like it because when chat. Mama Bear comes out, it's not good. Like, <laughs> period. Like, it's <laughs> not good. So, like, we'll have a problem, and I'll just be like, hey you know, that it, that wasn't very efficient tonight, you know, but let's do this instead, or maybe, like, you have an idea that you want to bounce off me that could be better, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, uh, yeah, let's do this instead, I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea, let's do that, like, that sounds great, let's try it out and see if it works, and it does, and that's already what I thought of. Well, I'm and like, for staff, I mean, that's very inclusive, and makes them feel like they have ownership yeah. in something, and... Which I think is important. Yeah, and, and that was one thing, like, you know, I... I did some bartending for a little bit last year, and that was one thing that I really appreciated about, you know, Anna. She was like, when you're here, you are the person in charge. Yeah, this is what like, you do. Yeah, so, you know, like, if you think that it should be a certain way, then you do it that way. Yeah, or you... And if you have any questions, feel yeah. free to ask me. I'm available. I, I make myself open to all that. I yeah. want to hear everything. It's like, even if it's a tiny, stupid thing, which I... 
usually don't like listening to the tiny things that are like interpersonal but it's at the same time if it's a small little suggestion that could go a mile in the event of you know fixing a problem with service then I'm willing to hear it because you know at that point you know when you have so much on your plate and you're juggling it it's like you want people to be able to problem solve on their own instead of coming to you for every situation that takes some weight off of you too yeah because you know it's you're, also in, you're in quote unquote in charge. I'm doing yeah. air quotes. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing air quotes. Oh, air I quotes! I really thought you were charge. doing a bunny rabbit. Bunny rabbit. Uh, yeah, little bunny foo foo. Little bunny foo foo quote. <laughs> uh, but I think some places too, and I think once we go a little bit bigger, we'll kind of like we'll still keep that mentality, but maybe not have it as much like that because it's really hard to put a lot of faith into someone when they don't understand how much at stake you have. It's right. like that weird gray area. It's like, I want to give you full control and, like, be able to do the things that you want to do, but if you ever cross the line of where I think it's not right, then I'm going to have to... Have, we're yeah. going to have to have a, yeah. a powwow. I gave you two inches, and now I'm going to take back 12. Yeah. Like, so that's kind of a thing that when we were hiring, it's like I try to hire people that are all, like, self-sufficient and know, yeah. like, the idea behind it all, which well, is... And, and service... Uh, service-wise, where it's not like, yeah, you know, I'm just here to make cash. Well, yeah, and there's always an ongoing joke here, too, <laughs> where it's, uh, you're going to do it that way, and Candace is going to tell you to do it a different way. And they're like, really? And, they, and like, Jason will be like, yep. And then I'll, like, come and I'll look, and I'm like, oh, that looks really good, but can you change this <laughs> to that and this to that? Like, I really, like, you did a great job, yeah. but these couple things need to be changed, and like, Okay. Two compliments. And then, yeah, and then Jason would be like laughing. I'm like, what? And he's like, I told me you're going to change it. And I was like, damn it. Like, but it's like, it's all stuff that, like, being at enough bars and going to enough bars to look at stuff, it's, you get to a point where you kind of see what works and what doesn't, what looks aesthetically pleasing. Like, bars are not easy to open up. Like, you go to a bar, you're like, oh, this bar looks so awesome. But then it's not functional. You're like, this right. is, like, terribly functional. Like, it's not even good. Like, you even have problems here with stuff and I'm like well we shouldn't have done it this way but we did it so let's figure out a better way to, to do it and make it work and they're like okay and they're like what are your ideas I'm like I don't have any right now so <laughs> so so guess what I mean, we all going to talk about it in our manager meetings every Monday and you guys are going to like it and whatever else but it's pretty good for the most part of I pretty have it honed in on how to problem solve things that you know I've had to deal with because when you become a manager at like a corporate place or a place that has a little bit more structure you have a protocol that you deal Everyone's with. Everyone's already worked out the the basics. Yeah, so you understand kind of from there there's from the a, protocol. There's a guideline. Yeah, and I follow that. I take a little bit from every place that I've worked at and I apply it to what I do now. What so worked then, and what didn't work. Yeah, and, and then and what I liked and what I didn't like. So um, that kind of goes into this next part. Uh, what are the unique advantages of working for your organization over similar or competing organizations? So let's just like like competing local businesses or competing uh, corporate businesses yeah. uh, what's the advantage of working for a place that's like starting from the ground up And it's kind of cool because and I say this a lot I have a little bit more room for uh, like my ideas and for them to actually work instead of someone like oh yeah that's a great idea and then it never goes back to that Yeah, it's like now I actually get to have the advantage of being able the to do the ladder is shorter yeah and I like <laughs> I'm like oh I get to answer myself yeah and Blake and Jason 
and we always do everything as a team. We never make a decision without one another. That's great. It's always we talk to each other, and it's a we kind of run it as it's a three-vote situation. We all have to agree on it, or it just does not exist, period. Yeah. And, you know, everyone makes their points. It looks very crazy, because we're all, like, you know, trying to get it out there, like, trying to push your issue, and then it's, like, the one person will be like, well, here's why I don't think this will work. And then the other person's like, well, this is why I think it's work. And then one person will be like, I agree with you, and I agree with you, but why don't we do it this way and kind of combine those two? So it's, like, this weird compromise, and you're like, perfect, let's do that. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what's cool about doing this and starting from the ground up is that we're still very new and we're still learning stuff and we're still getting to the point where we can be happy we can be successful but at the same time I'm allowed to do more of what I want to do than I was any other place yeah like, it's kind of crazy in that sense like that's pretty great though um I mean that's not a lot of op- that's not an opportunity that not an opportunity that most people get yeah I mean, you don't have that anywhere you go. You always yeah. have to answer to someone or follow, like, a policy, which I don't have to do that. Yeah. What are the skills most needed in your field? Uh, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. No sleeping. <laughs> uh, spider veins. Yeah. Um, you are not going to be an astronaut. Um, no, not going to be an astronaut. And, you know, whatever else. It's kind of one of those things where... The skills you need is be able to think of a quick solution on your feet that's going to work and that will make it work for then. And then you take that example and be like, okay, so I did this, like, fix on this just to run that one day or night or shift or problem and then take that and say, I never want to be in that situation again. So now how do I make this never happen again? Right. And that's, I feel like some people fail in that sense of where they don't get to get to that point, you know? Yeah. So uh, now it's, you have to be quick on your feet. You have to be able to have a smile when you don't want to have a smile. You have to hold your pee in longer than anybody ever could. If <laughs> you have to take, and if you have to take, a sh- <laughs> if you have to take a shit, you're fucked. Like it's just not going to happen anytime soon unless someone's going to leave you. Yeah. Absorb it. You just like, like okay, this is happening. Uh, but it's like one of those industries, and you have to have tough skin. Like a lot of people say hurtful things, and a lot of people don't understand where you're coming from or understand what you're going through and so you have to have tough skin and just take it with everything with a grain of salt and try to pull the good things out of the bad things and try to learn from your mistakes and make them better cool um who has been your most important mentor and what do they do to encourage you and how did you find them um I kind of talked about this yeah earlier. it's Ethan Brown right uh, I knew this was coming my best friend <laughs> in the whole entire world like you know, I was such a new to, you know, Westport scene and, like, the beer bar. This is, like, you know, Foundry was, like, the one of the starting bars on craft beers, you know, in everything. Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, yeah, with the exception City. of, like, Boulevard, but... Yeah, exactly, and it was, like, one of those things where I wanted behind the bar so bad, and Ethan, like, noticed that, and him and I would always talk, and he would do beer tastings at his house, and so my friend and I would go over... And we'd bring all these beers, McCoy's and, really good about and we would, yeah, and McCoy's is great about it, but it was like, now we have all these other beers that aren't just McCoy's beers, and we would just, like, sample everyone and talk about them, so I made a point to learn every single thing about every beer, the ABV, how much it costs, like, where it originated from, the style, like, every single thing you could know about them, to know the most about all our product yeah. over anyone else, to where I could be at a table or at the bar, and someone would be like, oh, you don't have this beer, and I'd be like, what, what kind of, what style are you into, and they'd be like, oh, I like this or that, you know, and you kind of lean in, you're like, what style are you into, you like, 
poppy, you like citrusy, you like light, like you, you know, you want dark, you know, and it's all like vague things and you kind of figure it out through the vagueness of what they want and then you let them sample stuff, they taste them like, oh, that's great, I want that. And you have these people are like, I would have never drank this my whole entire life until you introduced me to it. It's like so crazy and Ethan helped me do that. He was just like, here's how you, what you have to do to get ahead here's like what you're gonna need and he's like you're already almost there you just have to do it and even to this day like I call him for advice like yeah. you know we talk about here we talk about life and he's like that one person that I know I can always talk to that I always can ask advice from and he'll always give me what I need to know back you know yeah cool I'm imagining the royals are doing well uh <laughs> sounds like yeah <laughs> oh woo um go royals go Kansas yeah. City in go general go Kansas City uh, great. So, uh, okay. If you were not in your current field, what career would you have? That's a hard one, because this is, like, all I've done for years. So, I mean, I think, basically, if this didn't work out, I probably would have tried to stick out college and do my first Would you go plan. back to college? Um, I've thought about it, and I almost, like, when I was living in Breckenridge for six months before I moved back here... I thought about it, and I wanted to go back because I was like, man, I want to do something. I'm tired of working in bars, and I'm not happy out here. Maybe I'll do something that actually makes me feel challenged. Yeah. And I thought about going back to school, and I actually applied to go back to school and would have been doing stuff in the fall if I had not moved back because so I was going to finish up my degree but try to teach on the, like, middle school level. Nice. And do try to do like something there. Do you have, like, an idea of what you would have um communication yeah there. communication something in that field like cool. try to find something in there i don't even know what you do in middle school instantly but you know i would have figured it out <laughs> whatever they tell uh, you to do yeah because but then i always envision myself as like the cool teachers. teacher that's like hey like let's do our <laughs> call work. me candace yeah call me candace man <laughs> don't call me miss Moore. like man. that's boring <laughs> like i'm not the man let's just sing along to the worst whites or panty songs Hey, do you guys want to listen to some dubstep? I'm into it. I have my keyboard over here. Uh, I'm your trap queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just call me trap queen. Don't worry about it, you know? Just trap queen. But I thought about it because I'm like, maybe I could change their lives. It's like, I feel ultimately a lot of people want to change something or do something good. And I feel like, you know, it can be in any place. It's like when you see someone happy that you did something good for them or did something in their favor they're just like yes you're awesome like you're the best person ever you make their day right and I feel like that applies to anything and I feel like education is such a key to people doing well and finding their spot in lives and you know it's I think about it going back to like like oh I had that one cool teacher that was so awesome that you know did this or that and you know I wouldn't have done what I did without that like I probably would have been like still ditching high school classes, smoking I'm still weed. I'm friends and with like two of my yeah teachers. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, me too. It's like <laughs> weird. You're like, uh, okay, yeah, I'm that nerd. Uh, yeah, like my my theater teacher from high school, Mr. Yeah. Martin. Like when we graduated, he was like, oh, you can call me Ben now. I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah, like no, like I physically not. cannot come out of yeah. my face. No, but it like I have just so much respect for people. That's what I wanted to do is I wanted to teach theater. Yeah, that's what I went to school for originally and. I feel like I used a lot of my theater education in what I do now and yeah. serving. Yeah. And, like, you, you know, becoming a, barom- a base, yeah, you barometer know? for yeah. people's... Or when someone's mad at you, you have to be like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I wear... <laughs> like the creepy kid stare, like, yeah. half smile, like, yes, I can. I worked uh, fine dining for a little bit. Uh, 
at the Phillips Chop House when that was still a thing, and it was, it was kind of one of those, we had this wall that was before the kitchen, where we would just go out and say, oh, and here are our specials today, and here's the wine list, and, and I had like a, a like a, a napkin draped yeah. over my arm, and like, <laughs> it's fine dining, and blah, 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 and then we go back and behind that wall, like immediately behind that wall, and they're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like just seriously, freak out, like, blah, 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 yeah, and, and shake it loose, and, oh yeah, uh, before Taylor Swift, and, oh yeah, um, yeah, it, it was, it's, it is very, like, act, acting, it's very, it's, yeah, it's like, even if you have a shitty everything. day, you come yeah. in and you're like, hi, how's it going, how can I help you, like, you guys having a great day? And they're like, yeah, are you? And you're like, oh, it's been a great day. I love it. Yeah, everything like, in my life is and awesome. you go back and you're like, no, it's not great. Like, <laughs> my dog ate my favorite pair of shoes. And then someone threw up in my bed. What like, is, What happened? Uh, I was on Twitter, which is, like, one of my favorite things to do. And uh, there's this, like, group of only, like, cell phone industry people. And yeah. it's called Angry Sales Rep. Yes. And <laughs> I love it. And uh, I put on there, like, I could make money, or I could just sit here and watch you delete text messages to make room on your phone instead of backing it up. Your choice. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever you want to do is fine. Like, I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. Like, I get paid hourly. You want to show me some, you know, baby pics? That'd be tight. Yeah, like, no, please. Your oh, nudes oh. that you have saved? Tight. I'll take that. You want to hear my favorite? Yeah. Um, this may make it... This is going to make it in the podcast. Uh, I worked... When I worked in Westport at a cell phone store in Westport. Uh, we ha- I had a regular dude that would come in here and come in and like ask me to fix his phone. Nothing was ever wrong with his phone. Ever. Nothing was wrong with it. Uh, he just came in because he wanted to show me his background photo, which is was generally along the line oh, of gosh. what's on this wall right here. But it was his ugly girlfriend. And like at one point there was like a picture on his background photo of his ugly girlfriend giving him a beecher. <laughs> I can't even that one. Girl. Also weird 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 ass shit Girl. on your phone. It's always my thing. I'm like, do not put anything on the internet that involves your fucking like This was a goddamn flip yeah. phone. Oh, this flip, was a flip phone. A flip phone was a, a bandana. Did bandana <laughs> come to you? Said I need a job. I got hit by a car and thrown into a fucking window. No. Bandana been stalking you then. Oh my god. Showing you his girlfriend. It was. It was. It was an interesting time. It was. It was the best of times. It, it was, was the worst of times. You know what? I really miss those days on it your was flip the phone time. where I could watch your girlfriend go ahead and do a service Luge. to you. Yeah. Give you hey, a give me a bobo yeah. and let me take a picture of it with my flip phone. <laughs> Do they even have, like, I think that's the original selfie is with it. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. MySpace, that shit. You couldn't even see what you were doing at that point. Oh, man. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, man. I mean, there's, like, all sorts of stuff. You, you, you kind of, whatever. No. The, the, this is, yeah, again, I feel like I feel like our jobs are a whole bunch of whatevers. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sorry cool. that the Coke wasn't bubbly enough for you and it is and it's fine <laughs> like I get to the point nowadays in my life where I'm like I taste everything so I'm yeah. like always tasting stuff or looking at something like make sure it's okay and I'm like oh that looks like shit you know whatever and yeah. like fixing it 
or tasting something, I'm like, this doesn't taste weird. Like, is this person, this like, a Budweiser weird. connoisseur? Like, do you go out to different bars and taste test the Budweiser? And the then Budweiser like, at the Blind Tiger has like, something to be desired. Let me tell you, like, I drink... It's in a bottle! I drink Budweiser every day, and this tastes like it's gone raw south. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> like, ha- no, it hasn't. Like, I just, like, you have to... You get to a point where you can't even think creative ways to tell someone they're wrong. You just get to a point where okay. it's like, you're like, okay. Have you ever like replaced something for somebody and then they're like it's the same thing? Yeah, and they're, they're like, like, oh, that's oh, so, so much, better. much better. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I just gave you the same <laughs> thing, and I like open it in front of them and just like maybe I'll like if it's a bottle just shade a little bit and then open it so it's like, like, and they're like, oh yeah, that's fresh. That's real fresh. That's real fresh. It's a you know, water. sometimes you just gotta grab the bull by the horn. Get out of here! <laughs> Do not reference Bar Rescue. Well, you know I was on Bar yes. Rescue. Yeah, yes. that's embarrassing. Let's never talk about that. No, let's let's do talk about okay. this. Okay. Oh my God, what are you talking about? This I is know, what this we, we have to talk about. It. This is one of those moments so in your life. So back in the dizzy. Yeah. Before you left for Burgerridge. Yeah. Before I left for Burgerridge <laughs> to uh, have all the worst Mexican food you could ever like ever have uh-huh. in Breckenridge, Colorado. Um... So at Riot, I was working at, I was working and I was managing and stuff, and they called, and we're like, hey, we need bartenders. Uh, Casting ne- call. Yeah, and so Timmy was like, yeah, I'll ask the girls, and he's like, what do you think? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it, like, that's fine. And he's like, yeah, so, like, you know, you have to call so-and-so, and I guess, like, Selena Tio told him, like, call Riot Room, yeah. like, there's good bartenders there, I love there's Candace. There's good bartenders that are out Yeah, like, like, bad yeah, like, Candace is awesome. Uh, and you should grab her, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I do it, and I go, I show up, I'm like, okay, cool, what's going to happen here? And uh, it's super weird because walk in, I don't fully know the situation. I vaguely know what's going on. I show up, and it's this weird, like, Chinese food restaurant attached to uh, our G's Lounge, which is now barcode. Okay. And it's, like, an abandoned thing, and they're running the whole projection shit out of it. Like, so... All their, like, camera stuff is running out. All, like, the staffing, like, crew for just Bar Rescue is in there. And, no, I don't know where your darts are. Uh, um, so, <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> so, it's kind of strange. I'm like, okay, whatever. So, I'm sitting at a table with these other two girls that have been cast that answered, like, a Craigslist ad. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, cool. Like, whatever. And kind of lightly talking to them, like, what do you do? And, like, then they cut us off now, and they're like, we're going to bring you in. And so, like, we start filming, and it's like, they bring us in, kind of like, this way, he's going to ask you this, you know, like, answer, you know, he's going to ask you, like, your name and what you do. Um, and then introduce you everyone, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. So, um, I'm like, the first one, and it's like, all right, he was like, and here is Candace. And she, it, like, where's the riot room? He's like, what do you do there? And I was like, oh, I'm the bar manager of the riot room. I've been there for a really long time. Like, you know, I run everything. And he's like, awesome. And he's like, and this is... I'm not going to say the other girl's name. Shouldn't be. There. Shouldn't so, it be Skabushi? Yeah. And <laughs> so one girl was like, yeah. Uh, she was like, I used to run a restaurant and bar. I was like the manager, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. And the other girl's like, yeah. Um, I went to bartending school, and I've never bartended before. And I was just like... Meh. Like, I was like, what the fuck? And so what we were brought in there to do is be the three bartenders to compete with the uh, other bartenders, the ones that are existing, to try to fight for a job, which I had no idea. Oh, my and God. And so um, 
go and do that, and I'm like, okay, cool, so we're going to be offered a job and have to do that, okay, You whatever. guys are really quiet, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to You really want to You're not, do not, do not bust your ass out. No. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, we're not on video anymore. No, we're, we're not, not on video anymore. We're, we're just not videoing. We're strictly on the airwaves. Yeah. We were t- I was trying to be quiet. No, you it's are. Great. No, you're being great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm the one that's If you could bring us two more beers, that would be awesome, though. Trump 2016. What would you like? I want a Modelo. Well, it's good seeing you on my birthday party. Appreciate that. Um, Your real birthday is tomorrow <laughs> when I take you to Long John Silver's. Oh, my God. <laughs> extra <laughs> crunchies. <laughs> um, we're going to... We're not going Here's to see these. Okay. Here's the deal. Yes. Candace and I have irritable bowel. We're going Damn to see these <laughs> where we can barely, we're fighting for the bathroom. I don't want to fight the bathroom with you. You should go to, chi- you chicken, you should go to chicken macaroni and cheese. Oh, we went there on Monday. Together. Oh, no. damn. And I almost shit my pants coming back to the bar. Yeah. Wait, no, it's that Friday. The whole point of this is, if we go to CC's, there's yeah. only one bathroom and only one will live. <laughs> I'm not, not having a poop off, dude. <laughs> One of you's gonna be in like the little kids' playroom. Oh yeah, taking a shit. I'll just like yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, a switch ball touch me. Which excuse are you going to? Where's this ball pit? I don't know. I hope they have a ball pit. We'll just go to Pizza Street. <laughs> no, go to show showbiz. Yeah, showbiz. Oh, girl, Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck we're going. Um, I just showed my age. <laughs> so. No, I know what show is. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, so we, like, go in and we, like, compete for, like, a spot. And it was, like, super cool and super nice. And the whole staff was amazing and really nice. And it was, like, kind of weird to be in that situation. And, like, the girl, Mia, that's, like, the, basically the bar expert. Because they have a bar expert and a kitchen expert. Kitchen expert, Selena, uh, Selena Tio. And then bar expert is this uh, woman named Mia who's fucking awesome, and I believe she runs a spot in L.A., like, a private, like, cocktail club, and does really awesome stuff. It's, like, a mixology. She's super awesome. Her and I end up bonding, because her brother actually is the owner of Dogfish Head Brewery. Oh, so we started talking what? about bourbon and, uh, like, beer and stuff like that, and she's, like, super rad, and she was like, you know, you're a really good bartender, like, thank you. Thank delivery. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Um, this is how it pays to be yes. a boss. Ching. Ching. Uh, <laughs> so we're like there, um, you know, like, just we're talking, and like, yeah, oh no, that's me too. So we like start talking about stuff, and she's like, yeah, you know, she's like, everything will be really easy for you here. So we do like a speed uh, bartending like contest, and I like end up like taking it because we're just like competing over the signature it's drinks we have. Oh yeah, decisions right there, adult. And, uh, so we do that, I do really well, and then we have like the stress test, and it basically is opening up in, like, opening up the bar, and you have 30 minutes to figure out where everything is, there's one well, there's no computer system, and no computer system to communicate, communicate to the kitchen, which is like clearly across, like, across the whole fucking room, Yeah. on the other side, and I'm just like, what the hell? So we get all these people coming in, and I'm like, by nature, a speed bartender, so it's like, I know to grab more than one person's order at once, and we have like a small limited menu and a small limited food menu, so it's like drink menu, food menu, so I'm like, everyone's gonna order basically the same stuff, so I'm just like, I just grab like one side, and grabbing stuff, and then I'm like fighting over a well with like five other people, and I was just like, fuck this. Yeah. So I grab a bucket, 
fill it full of ice, and then, like, set up my own fucking station, I'm just, like, cups and everything, and pull all the booze that I need on my side, I just take everyone, I just start running my own well out of one side, and grab everyone, and I'm just, like, going along, people are, like, chaining my name, like, Mia's, like, did you just take one side of the bar, and I'm, like, yeah, like, I took, like, a whole half of a bar, and it was, like, taking everyone's food orders, and drink orders, and all that, and she's, like, are you serious, and I was, like, yeah, I, like, don't want to fight over that well, so I'm just doing this, so I can get everyone help, she was, like, yeah, and then, like, she was like, I would do the same thing. And then, like, people, like, search on my name and, like, cheering me on. They're, like, oh behind me God. videotaping. And so, my, 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 uh, my view of this when I heard about this was that you got hired to be, like, the, I don't care about my job. I like, wish that was the case. Oh, God. Not. They oh, were, like... By the way, this is really sloppy, and I understand this, but this is one of my favorite 60s songs of all time oh I love it it's okay, a great song okay Incense and Peppermints do you know who wrote this song because it's my favorite band name next to Love and Spoonful no it's a band called Strawberry Alarm Clock oh yeah it is Strawberry Alarm Clock <laughs> I started a Strawberry Alarm Clock radio shut up um, on I think my uh, this is gonna be so on my Pandora oh, like radio and it's fucking awesome by the way it's like a really great psychedelic sixties. oh yeah, yeah it's so good uh because Fletcher and I used to listen to it at Riot Room whenever we'd be working on the patio together sorry I didn't mean to yeah, no. interrupt I was just like sorry no no it's great we can hear all the great sounds of the basement yeah. well of the upstairs through the basement yeah I'm hoping that it comes through because yeah. it's like one of my favorites but kind of like long story short they're like man if you would have done one or two more things because we got busy enough where I was like everyone needs to be in a section of the bar and so I just like turned and I was like starting to be like you here you here and I just like look at like their manager and I was like hey I was like we should all be in like little sections like I'm running one side of the bar let's put everything else she's like yeah you're right she's like all right you here you here you here and they like make her manager but they're like dude they were on the verge of because they saw you set up your own well they saw you taking charge of one part of the bar saw you like talking to like people that were like my wings weren't cooked properly like whatever and I was like I'm really sorry about that and I tried to get the owner and he's like I don't know what to do and I was like well, you should know what to do. You own a bar. That's bar rescue. Yeah, and I was like, you refund it, or you get into something else. So I go over and I'm like, hey, I'm really sorry about that. Is there something else I can get you instead of that, or do you want me, like, I can remake refund them. you? It's like, or remake them, or whatever. I can do whatever you want. I don't want you to be disappointed. And they're like, no. They're like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. I just like want to make sure you're taken care of, but please let me know if there's anything else I can do for you. And like the projection stuff, there was like, dude, they were watching you hard because they like watched how you worked and how you just were like all around everyone. And they just, want like, you to work here. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then they at the end of it, like, so the any day, like we do everything. Like the very last night, you know, John Taffer does like the same thing, like yeah. touches your shoulder. He's like, you're a really great bartender. Like did that to me, and I was like. I've made it in life. John <laughs> Tafford on a reality TV show thinks I'm a See, great Mom, bartender. I have a real job. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, suck me. Any person that ever called me an asshole. Like, I'm officially amazing on TV, but no one saw that part. Yeah. So I'm like, tight. Like, yeah. whatever. Um, but it was funny. They were like, all right, so who do you think, like, did the best throughout the night? And, like, whatever. So, like, oh, Erica did a great job. And then, like, one person, like, Candace did. She owned one side of the bar like ran it herself created her own well like she totally was like the all-star like doing that and everyone's like yeah and like even like the bartender was like yeah you're a badass and i'm like i work at a bar where i have to do that like yeah a circle bar. no i mean well like the circle bar for sure is people who don't know kansas city and have never been to kansas city go to the riot room which used to be the hurricane yeah. And that circle bar was the eye of the hurricane. Oh, yeah. And it still is. Yeah. Like, 
that is like the hardest place to bartend I can imagine. I can tell you right now that my muscle memory behind there is probably still 100% on. Like, I was behind yeah. there for so long, dealt with every city, like, shitty situation behind there that could ever exist. Like, I had drinks thrown at me, I had kegs explode, like, from, like, you know, because we have a million beers yeah. on tap. Or, like, I cut my leg open behind there bartending on a Friday night and ended up having to, like, well, I should have gotten stitches, but I didn't. Like, oh I got God. my leg stitch open. I couldn't be on it for months, but, like, I still try to bartend after that. Like, it's like you just say, like, this is what I'm doing, and I'm doing it tonight, you know? Yeah. And that bar was, like, the death of me. Like, you get in there, and you're like, I might die in here. I don't know. I'm not sure. And, yeah, I'm down there. Um, but it's kind of weird. It's Bar rescue is a whole different animal. But Do you think that that um, gave you a, another understanding Oh, after yeah. doing that, uh, about, like, owning a bar and oh, yeah. like you what see, it takes to yeah. actually I mean, run a place You know, and like I think, that. actually, McCoy's and Foundry kind of taught me that more than anything. When I was managing there, I was put into The Foundry is very similar, similarly yeah. shaped. Yeah, well, and like it's like, and you know, all of that happening, but beyond that, like, owning something, it's like functionality and then numbers. Like, when it really comes down to, like, to it at the end of the day, it's numbers. Yeah. You figure out okay, so we're running out of this every week. Are we actually selling it or are people drinking it? Like, yeah. And it's like a whole next level. So you're like, okay, now I'm going to run a report on this and see if we're really doing this. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, we're actually selling it, so we'll order more. If we're just drinking it, no, it's not happening. And yeah. then we're going to talk to everyone have we're a meeting not. about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jameson. Yeah. Tequila. Like, yeah. there's so many things that are so weird that people are into. It's like the one hot liquor item that everyone's drinking, everyone drinks. And I miss the Fernet boat when it was, like, around and, like... Dude, 2008. Dude, it's still a thing now. No, I know. It's, like, back. Yeah. With a vengeance. It's but I missed that boat. And, like, when, like, when it came back around, like, a year, year and a half ago, and everyone's like, ooh, for that. I'm like, I don't oh, know I'll what the hell I'll do a shot now, and it'll go inside me, and I'm like, oh, this tastes good going in. And I'm like, my body's like, no, don't do it. And it's like, I want to throw it up. And I'm like, I don't throw up. So it's like, I don't want to throw this up. But I totally get the mouth sweats. So I'm like, I shouldn't have taken yeah. that shot. And that's also another thing. It's like, when... You have other bartenders that, like, know you, and they're like, I'm going to pour you, like, a fat shot. It's like, just pour me a shot and a regular shot glass and Regu- not get, like... Okay, I and that's the other thing that I want to touch on, too, is that being a Westport kid for so long and, like, moving here when I was 21 yeah. and I had never drank. Like, I didn't drink until I was 21. Wow. And... You're yeah. better than I was. <sighs> no, not better. Was just... Cool. Just different. Uh... But, like, I I actually started, like, when I was 21, I would go to Warrensburg, which is a, is a oh, college park. Oh, I've been to Warrensburg. Par- yeah, like, I would go there, like, five nights out of the week when, yeah. I, when I turned 21. Like, I had friends that were going to college there. I'd, like, crash in their, in their dorms. Like, at one point, we had, like, 13 people in a dorm room. Like, that sort of. Yeah. That sort of shit. And, uh, and then, oh, go Royals. Royals are doing well, <laughs> I think. Um, unless there's a lot of angels. Yeah. People out there. Are there um, angels in the outfield? Apparently not. <laughs> uh, but, like, moving here when I was 21 and, like, being here for a couple of years and then leaving for San Diego and coming back. That's that's kind of, like, my, yeah. my time frame there. Like, I left and I came back. But doing that... It was, um, I kind of forgot where I was going with this. Getting over poured. Oh, I, yeah. When I go on vacation now, 
Like, everything that, like, I go to, like, a regular restaurant or I go to a regular bar and they're, like, just pouring me a drink. I'm like, is there booze in this? Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucked up. That's why, that's like, why I drink beer and I take, like, straight yeah. shots. It's yeah. because I've gotten to a point where I'm like, Regulation. I don't want to black out, pass out in an alleyway and lose a shoe. Like, yeah, you know? because I'm like, oh, there's nothing in this. Yeah. And then I have, like, seven drinks and then you're like, what? I'm in San Francisco and I don't know what's going on. Or you're hanging out at a local Westport bar and you drink two drinks and you're one-eyed like this. <coughs> Buzzard. And you try... You, <coughs> yes. Or you are at Right Room when I was serving when I was a young buck and I serve you a whiskey Coke that is like strong and you're just like, what the fuck? No. Like, like, that was like the bane of my existence is showing yeah. up to Riot Room and you're like, here's a beverage, Megan. And I'm like, this is... This is the the strongest beverage I've ever had yeah, in my entire uh, life. And that's like you know what's funny about that is like being in management now, it's like and even when I started going in management right room, <laughs> it's like I'm like, Nope, not doing that. Like I have to like cut like eight the rope somewhere. Pours. Yeah, it's like I have to not do that. When we used to do this thing at Right Room where it'd be like two for one wells or something like that and I'd pour one for someone and they'd be like Yes, you make the best drinks ever and I'm like no, it's just two for ones, and that's why you got that. Like, yeah. So I just made you a strong ass drink for the price of one. Yeah. So it's you know that is definitely I feel like that's a Kansas City thing because I've gone yeah. all around the country, and I've you know gone I I've gone out to like Westport like locations. Nobody else does that. Yeah. Nobody else does Oh, that. no, and it's, like, so weird, too, because it's, like, I wish that I was at the point of where I could just get a normal drink, and that's kind of, like, why I like going to fancier places to get, yeah. like... When I went to Boston, we went to high-end places with craft cocktails and excellent food. Oh, yeah, and that's, like, what I want is, like, I want it perfectly poured. Like, we went to the Rieger the other night, and I had, like, the best drink that I've ever had in my life. It was like in my heart. That oh, is like that is like the best place to get a drink in the atmosphere. Like oh, it is like so spot on. Like I uh, had like we didn't even get to eat anything. We just came there to like drink some drinks before we went to dinner. Um, oh yeah, juleps, freaking amazing. I love it. And it's Happy even like Port Fonda. Like Port Fonda is like one of my favorite restaurants in Kansas City. Like I tried to pi- like find a Port Fonda in Breckenridge, and that does not exist. I don't think there's a Port Fonda anywhere. Where you, you can like, like taste the love in everything oh, yeah. that is made there. Yeah, I took a, my best friend there when she was yeah. in town from Boston. Drink a pina like, colada there, and you'll wet the bed like straight up. Like yeah. it's, I mean, it's great. <laughs> like, but you know, it's one of those things where I just want a really good. If I want a cocktail, I want a really good cocktail, and I don't want some bullshit that's like super strong, and I like hate it, and I don't drink it. Yeah. In kind of why I just drink beer because it's easier for me to handle and yep and it's one of those things where I can have a couple and I'm like okay I'm good I found one bar that was like that and that was in San Diego and it was called the Alibi and it was called the Alibi because it was the only straight bar in the gay neighborhood oh nice (laughs) (laughs) this is the Alibi yeah (laughs) where'd you go the Alibi it was across the street from a place called the Brass Rail, which there's a Brass Rail here in North yeah. City, which is a pool bar. Yeah. Uh, that was a gay bar in San Diego. Uh, but, yeah, they had, like, it was the only place that you could go and get, like, a PBR. You could get, like, a, like a 32-ounce PBR for, like, four bucks. Fuck yeah. I it was amazing. That. And they're, they're um, uh, just like, and Distracted by... Simply... No. 
I wish that people could see the environment in which this is taking place in. It's like, Sunli, put, 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 put her away. on, man. Jeez. Katana, get it together. Oh, Amber. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I feel like this is a little bit more fancy, but yeah. then I'm, like, over well, here. Well, because she's wearing a boa. Like, it's, ugh. That, I mean, come on. It's from the Hurt Locker. They bought those lockers at a garage sale, and they were all <laughs> locked, and they opened one up. It was just full of porn. Fantastic. So, I um, went on vacation and came back to this. They had a, um, a jukebox that you could put a dollar in and get, like, five songs. Awesome. And this was, like, in 2004, and I had a friend that just visited, and I was like, you gotta go to the Alibi. Go to the Alibi, tell me how it is. And she came back, and she was like, it's exactly the same. It's like, it's a legit jukebox with, like, 45. Yeah. Fantastic. But, like, that's the only place in the entire country yeah. that I have found that is, like, and here's a bunch of booze for little money. Yeah, exactly. But that's it's, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a problem. Yeah. Because, like you start to realize like oh no like this is what a true drink should taste like <laughs> yeah it should taste like this and not that like it, it should taste more like uh, a blend of coke and jack yeah instead of jack yeah with a splash of coke. coke yeah exactly <laughs> or you go to some other place and you're hanging out with people and you're like partying hardcore yeah. or you're not as drunk as they are and they're like what you drink just as much as us and you're like I'm from Kansas City. <laughs> uh, we drink That's a terrible. lot. Yeah, I know it's terrible. Like, I would go and like visit people in other states or like in college, and they, I'd like we'd be like out drinking and just like boom, 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 like doing tequila shots and drinking a ton of whiskey. And I'm like, how the fuck can you do that? And it's like, what I, this is what, what I are do. What you talking about? You know? I'm this like, is normal. Yeah, and now it's like I try not to do that. Well, regardless, it's I love this town. This town's the best town. This is the best town for food and drinks, period. And then I feel like in now this industry... Now it is. Yeah, now it <laughs> is. I'd rather vacation everywhere for an extended period of time than move away from here. I think Kansas yeah. City is one of the best places that has ever existed in my life. Like, And that's actually like kind of the weird thing. Is like when I want to come home, I'm seeing all this great stuff happen. And I'm just like, I want to be home because I want to be a part of all the greatness. Yeah. And I feel like it's... Like we're there, we're like on the tip of becoming one of it's the. It's exciting. One of the coolest things, and it's exciting. Like me, it's really exciting. We have so many cool things happening, and so many people that are like creative and doing cool things, and it's like you got a little like bit of this? everything. Yeah, like this. This is <laughs> fucking amazing. You're interviewing me, the biggest idiot in Westport. Like you know, like how can, Are you know, you how can that not be awesome? Like you know, uh, but. <laughs> I'm when you crazy. edit this here, it's gonna be so funny. I like cannot wait to like hear it. just like <laughs> us basically down here like oh God. talking shit about um, Amber and Singley. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is a Stacy over here. Actually, no, her name is Kira. Um, Colorado. When I was like smoking weed again, my like whole mentality just like changes. I like went back to like a rounded out good human being that was like never like really that stressed. Be like oh, whatever. Yeah made cool shit in the kitchen like I, I love to cook so it's like something I do which is actually kind of weird about this place some of the recipes on the menu are mine so that's it's great kinda, yeah it's kind of crazy the meatball recipe mine awesome just like what's Jason helped but it's like how I make them at home but like I just be like so relaxed about things be like just like kind of like okay whatever we'll figure it out and then I like come back to this and I'm just like <sighs> like yeah just like hard like just like yeah. we have to do this 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 and this and this and this and going forever like like i am alcohol i can manage yeah because like i can take a cab home 
Yeah. Like, I make enough money, I can take a cab home. Or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, like, I don't touch drugs. Ever. Like, I... Drugs are I don't terrible. have any... I don't have anything against people who use it yeah. recreationally. Yeah. As long as it doesn't interfere with their day-to-day life. Do, it, do whatever makes you feel like a human being. Yeah. Do it. We're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> That's kind of like how I rolled this stuff. I'm like, you know, there's a difference of like dabbling in things every once in a while, but it's like when you feel dependent on it that I think that's when you break it. You're like, sure, this is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait. It doesn't ruin everybody's lives, but... Wait, you're really 30, but you look 60. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> awesome. Which is like weird too. It's like, like, you know, my mom was always really cool and she was young when she had us, so we'd go out, obviously not leave us alone, like we'd get babysitters and they'd go out, yeah. hang out, come back, and it's like, you would tell that she'd feel bad, you know, like when she'd come home and be, you know, drunk, and be like, I have to do shit tomorrow, you know, like, and I have to take care of the girls, make sure they go to school, yeah. and you look at it, and I think to myself, I'm like, I don't ever want to be that person, you know, where it's so dependent on something where I can't function in real life. Right. And my mom was, like, so good about that, but definitely had her struggles, you know, and I think that's what anybody else goes through, you know. I've seen tons of friends go through drug addiction, alcohol addiction, and I think we all... Pass away. Yeah, same here. It's like some of the... friends. You know. Pass away. Yeah, and it's like some of the people I know that are really awesome human beings just went down the wrong path, and were addicted to things they shouldn't be addicted to and, you know, ended up passing away because of overdosing or whatnot. And it's really sad when you see that and it sucks. And then I'll try to tell them you shouldn't do that. You know, like, don't do that. Like, this is not good. Like, right. I want you to still be here. Yeah. And if I could... If I could go back and, and, like, just say, hey, man, how are you? And then say, I mean that's. I think that's I want you to be yeah. here. Well, I think that's. Part I know of you battle don't want to be here, is, but that they. I feel like people with addiction, they go back to it because something has happened, or they just can't fight it off. Yeah. And things definitely contribute to that, and it's like very fucking tough. And being a part of that kind of stuff, like in around that situation, and like seeing it happen to good friends and seeing them battle it and then go back into it it's really hard like we as people and we as friends those people and family and lovers and whatever we are can be really supportive of anything but they're never going to get help unless they do it themselves yeah and that's one of the things and that's I had another to thing that like i learned yeah very young oh yeah and it's it's hard it's man like you know, you don't want to see your friends yeah. or anyone fall down the rabbit right. hole and never get out but I also think that that's, like, why, you know, some of us kind of exist beyond the other people is because we've hit rock bottom and pulled Bounce ourselves back, up because we yeah. said, I don't want this to happen anymore. Yeah. What is that? There you go, ladies. Oh, my God, candy! Yes! yes. Candy. <laughs> There's Twizzlers in there! Did your mom bring this? In the, pia- in the pinata. Oh, my God. Oh, did and you guys bust pinatas? Really broke it. The oh, two Mexican girls in the, the entire place. No, that was the Rosie, but no. Did we win, or is it still? Uh, we won. The yeah, two yeah. Mexicans in the entire place, except for 
Tony heard down here with no yeah. pinata. I fucked up. We should have been up for the pinata. Well, it's all good. Enjoy your night. No, we'll be up in a bit. We'll be up in a bit. Oh my god, I love lemon heads. I, I love, love lemon heads too. Those are awesome. like I can't believe this is all the pinata. Those are Chico sticks. We missed the pinata. Are there Chico sticks in there? <gasps> yeah. What is this? This is this warheads. Is oh my god. Warheads. Warheads are tight. Oh my god. I'm gonna edit Just this and just laugh my ass off. Um, so I'm interviewing people about their jobs. Oh, uh, like all sorts of jobs? All sorts of jobs. Oh, I have some stories. Yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> my life. No, never you're fine. This is it. Well, do you want to... This is what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) They eat cheeseburgers in my bed when I'm not home. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wait. I do want to ask you one thing. Yeah. What's it like living and working with people? Um, Like, living with the people that you work with. Let her answer and then let me answer. Okay. Okay. We now would like to introduce Jason Howland. (laughs) We also would like to introduce this giant bowl of candy (laughs) that got brought to us. What? And all this candy. Oh my god! Malted So, milk it's like weird. It's like when you work with your friends, it's like you you feel at the point where you like don't want to get mad at them about stuff, but you like hold a higher expectation for them than you would with someone you don't know. And I think it's like very hard to work with friends because you don't want to be disappointed and when they do disappoint you, it's like the hardest thing in the world. You know? It's like... It's terrible this is not between them but no, you know yeah. it's one no, of those I've, things I've where it's like I don't want you to disappoint me but you kind of are and I don't want to fire you things about me when you're all done <laughs> it's not about you oh, no. um, nothing's about you but so it's hard in that sense where it's like how do you balance that life and that's kind of how it was at Riot we were all friends and so yeah if anybody ever fucked up it was so hard for me to be like hey man you really messed up tonight. You did yeah. this or this. You need to fix that. And they'd be like, I know, I'm sorry. You never want to be the bad guy. And it sucks being the bad guy. And doing the dirty work and being there. And it also sucks being the person fucking Yeah. Me. Yeah, exactly. But wasn't the question, like, what's it like living with somebody I'm about that... to answer that. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to interrupt me more? This, this is, is part like of the my whole favorite thing. part of the whole um, By the way. So... Um, so like living and working with someone, it's like you both are exhausted. You both are fucking tired. You both are like trying to take like maybe it's weird. It's like we don't get a whole day off, so we'll try to take like at least like half an hour. Yeah, or like even six hours to lounge around in your underwear. And then it's like even if something goes wrong and you're frustrated and you just like take it out on one another, and it's not in a constructive manner and it's fucking terrible. It's all like raw emotion. It's like fuck, I just did that. Like, I shouldn't have done that. You go back it's fucking and terrible. And you try to fix it. You're like, I don't want to fuck this up. And then you do apologies. It's almost like dating someone, like, yeah. at the same time. Because you're, like, with each other constantly. And it's in, like, this crazy, tumultuous relationship. There's a lot of good things, but then there's sometimes the bad days. Or, you know, you wake up to a catastrophe at the place, and you just immediately, instead of thinking, like, I'll just fix this on my own and let this person sleep in, you just mm-hmm. bust in, like, hey, we gotta go Why now. Why did you take care of this? Or no, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's like, we gotta go now. Like, this yep. happened. We have to well, leave. Just like as, a, as a being a witness to this situation, you yeah. know, being Candace's good friend and, like, dating Jason and, like, them all living together, it's funny because, like, they, they don't, they're, not, they're, not, they're never at home, ever. 
but to sleep. But they yeah. always get each other up. You guys rile yeah. each other up in the mornings and get get going. Well, the thing about it is too is like today it was like Candace was like bring it in. Candace was like. Uh, there we go. That sounds great. All right, Candace was like. We need to go to Restaurant Depot. I'm not wearing my bra right now. I need to go home and change. And who's serving right now? We don't have a server. So instead of me being like, fuck it, she can do what she wants. I'm like, I got to get up. And I am gonna. And I didn't even tell her I was going to do it. I just got up, took a shower, got ready. And I was like, called her after I got done. And I'm like, I'm going to come get you. You can put your bra on. I'll take care of it. Then I'll run to Restaurant Depot when you get back. And we'll be good. And like, and I think a lot of people can't handle it really as good as me and Candace have been able to handle it. I mean, and we're under like a lot of stress. This oh, sure. This is even like... We can't go back to bartending somewhere else. This is done. Like, we're done. I mean, You're that's true. I mean, this is... we. This is the only thing we can do now. This is the... This, I mean, <laughs> but really in, in a good way. In a good <laughs> way, no, yeah. In a good way. I mean, taking chances. But yeah. it was a good chance. We knew it'd work, and it's working. Go and ahead. It, it is working, and what Jason and I have been really good about, even when raw emotions are out there, and I'm being an asshole, or he's okay. being a dick, or he says I need to take a day to spend with Amy... We always know at the end of the day we have each other's backs and we're not gonna tiger pop. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not gonna ever be forever mad at each other. It's like we both know, like I overreact and he's understandable about that and very like accepting of no it. No one for takes the most it personally. Part. Yeah, no. and it's the same for him as he's frustrated. And it's been kind of one of those processes where I think it's actually made our friendship better. Is because we've learned to listen to each other. Dude, we take our pants off and we sit in pajamas (laughs) when we've got time. And we watch Gypsy Sisters and Party Down South, which is like the worst reality in order. Order (laughs) pizza and win. Or I'll go get Church's Chick or uh, Go Chicken Go. And we'll have those days. Next time invite me, please. It's oh, every once in a long while these days. It's probably once every two weeks. But we still, like, vibe out. Like, last night me and her were like, screw everybody. We're going to go to Riot Room, just us two. And we're going to, like, not talk about the business and be friends for a little bit. And that doesn't happen as often as we would like it to be. Yeah. But we understand what is at stake here. And when we have time to do it, we'll do it. But at well, the end of the day, we're friends. Yeah. Well, they're family. You guys yeah. are family. I mean, we're yeah. family. It's, like, kind of weird. And and even Blake is included in that. He's, like, family. Totally. Like we, we care about like each other we so much. We care about each other. When one person's down, the other the person other two is. Pick each other up. My little charcoal heart has grown three <laughs> sizes <laughs> today. Just listening to you lovely people. It's weird, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, I can't... It was, like, today with Nunez. Like, I just have seen him down lately, and he is working so much and he's getting stressed sorry stressed out about just the responsibilities on him and I'm like dude go get some sleep take a take a take a break and he needs money and it's like well this is what we have for you but if you really need money like I can fucking give you some money and don't feel weird about doing it like this is a family if you really need money I'm not giving you a handout you're gonna pay me back. That's what how we all are around here. We're family. We're all friends. Most of the people are in bands. It's like we set up to be like, if you're gonna go on tour, don't worry about your job. We're not gonna be mad at you. You'll get a job when you get back, and then other people will pick up your slack. Yep. Um. So that kind of leads into my final question. Oh, nice. We're there. Da da da. Uh, final question is, what makes you smile the most at work? And I want both of you to answer. Okay. So. Um, I'll say, like, 
I'll do it on two levels. On a business level and on a Ain't personal level. Business level is when you completely make someone's day that doesn't even know you. You take really great care of them. Or you're, like, you know, the staff does, the server does, the bartender does. And you talk to them and they're like, just so you know, this is the best sandwich I ever had or the best beer I've ever had. I had such a great time here. I love this place. Like, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're in the neighborhood. This is great. And that, like, just means so much to me because it means, like, we're doing something right, you know? Like, so on a business level here, that's what makes me really happy. On a personal level, pretending to, like, what makes me happy here is seeing that the Blind Tiger has one of the best staffs in Westport, that we all have each other's back, that we all have each other, that we support each other, we go to shows, we, you know, if someone needs something, we help them out, no questions asked. We make sure everyone is happy and they exist. If I see someone down, I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, man, like, you know, I need this or that. And I'm like, cool, I got you. No problem. And yeah. like, seriously? And I'm like, yes. And like, like you are so awesome. Or Jason's so awesome. Or Blake is so awesome. Like, you guys are so great. You care about us. It's, I love the fact that everyone that is here and is involved with the Blind Tiger is so happy and would do whatever. And we basically have created the best, like, family backbone that could ever exist at a place that that is like my happiest moment is seeing how like you know except seeing people just but seeing people <laughs> just in that state knowing that they have someone to go to when they maybe not have a family or have the best situation and they know they can go to us and we'll make it better yeah. and it's kind of like things like that the big picture when you look at it and you say I had a really successful night and everyone that works tonight works super hard and they were all having a beer together talking about funny stuff and yeah. we're not even talking about negative stuff there's like no talks about like negative like customers we're all talking about like man it was like a really busy night we made like money like it was good like <laughs> you know like let's do this like this is awesome you know yeah I think that's being busy doesn't equal like having no yeah life it's just like <laughs> I think it's like the mom inside of me is oh, I just okay. love seeing people being happy cool Jason uh, as far as the business level goes and where she was coming from, like last night, for an example, some guy was like, order the Cubano. And we like to do it really traditional, but the guy, and we were busy, and we were down to cook, and we he was working his butt off, but the guy ordered a Cubano, and he's like, you know what I like to do with my Cubano is make a fried egg. And I was bartending, and I stopped what I was doing, and I went downstairs, and I made a fried egg for him in like five minutes to put it on it. Uh -huh. And it's just things like that, so appreciative. And like... Me and Cans have worked in all sorts of different bar situations. We've worked as beer tenders, just cracking beers. We've worked <laughs> as craft yeah. cock like we've worked I worked in kitchens for eight years. It's like we got the whole package and that's the thing, is like we can make people happy as much as possible. That's what's great about us and we care like this bar was supposed to be for the homies by the homies. We built this all ourselves. We did every single thing ourselves. And we doubted sometimes if it would succeed, but at the end of the day, we were like, we know it's going to, because we have been in the business so long, there is, I mean, the restaurant business is a very volatile, throw it up in the air and see if it succeeds, eat but like, own. eat your own, like but it's just eat. like the way we made it work was by getting people we knew that were good at what they did and making them happy and not trying to short anybody something that sure they don't deserve. Succeeds. And yeah. making sure everybody succeeds. And making sure that everybody, if they have a question, 
don't feel scared to ask a question. Right. We don't want to, pe- like, when I first started cooking, like, I was like, well, when we first started getting the kitchen going, I noticed that some of the sandwiches were not being put out perfectly. And it was because the guys were scared about throwing away wilted lettuce or something that would look like it was going bad. And we're like, if there's anything that doesn't look perfect at all, you throw it away. We don't care about that. And By the way, my grilled cheese was perfect. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it don't delicious. worry about putting out or throwing something away because of cost. Just put it out perfectly because... In the long run, you want something you'll keep coming back. Yeah, that's going to pay for lettuce is three cents to throw away. Right. On a personal level, the satisfaction is, is we, like I said, me and Candace, Candace has opened stuff before. Uh, I really have not. And Blake has never opened up uh, a bar, deli, or any sort of restaurant. And uh, what I guess I'm trying to say is we had a chance for... Our whole lives, we were like, we, when you see somebody and somebody's your boss and they tell you to do something, you're like, we can do this better. It was a chance for us to say, every single time we said we could do it better, that was our chance. This is our chance to make it, to show that we can do it. Yeah. And I feel like we're succeeding in that right now. It's not been perfect. Yeah. And we've not. It's impossible to think that it can be perfect. Yeah. It but can it be has as best as you can make it be. Yeah, it's never going to be perfect. It can always get better too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always room for improvement and everything. McCoy's has room for improvement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ever, so. And I mean, we were stressed out. I mean, we're stressed out all the time. Their green beans are actually pretty perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Their French fries are spot on. I mean, we're stressed out all the time. But at the end of the day, that's what we signed up for, and I feel like we're doing stuff the right way. And as it's because we satisfied when you, when you yeah. and we've done it all ourselves. It's yeah. great to know that you had total control of it. So if it does go down and I never get a job again, at least I had that chance. But well, that's not going to happen. And it's also to be sacrificed enough for the whole entire, like all the like staff that work here. We sacrifice a lot for them to be happy and for them to be successful, so that we already know that we're going to make what we're going to make. And I want them to all be happy and to feel good about this place. Yeah. So that I mean, they I heard make it Nate, their own in their homes. I heard know. Nate today say, like, I don't care if you paid me $8 an hour. I'm so psyched to be here and work here for you guys and uh, be proud of what we're all doing. I've worked that for $8 an hour. The fact that you're taking really yeah. good care Plus of me. Tips. Plus <laughs> tips. Uh, but but no, it doesn't matter. Like, they're not... They we don't have to worry about when we're gone if somebody's going to lie or cheat or steal because they're our friends at the end of the day they're employees first or they're our friends first employees second but we can walk away and be like they're not going they're proud of it it's Kinda theirs goes back too to what we were talking about like you pick people that you know you can trust and yeah. and you know that when you leave they're in charge yeah, and, and we're whatever okay with they that. goes. And we know they're not going to do anything to go back on it because they right. take pride in it. They take right. pride in it. And they know that this place wouldn't exist without them. It wasn't them. And, you know, it's all Good about... Job, buddy. For the homies, by the homies. Neighborhood bar. Blind Tiger, come see us. Blake, it's actually it? So that's it. That's it. That's I think it. this is a good porn diaries. <laughs> uh, um, I, I appreciate the impromptu interruption it's actually it's good it's good yeah <laughs> sometimes you gotta grab the bull by the horns quit quoting my bar rescue <laughs> quote jason 
It's true. Uh, you gotta grab the I love you. Thank you. Hey, I love you and thank you. Like, Absolutely. I'm glad you got to see a little bit of my life. I, you know. I'm glad I did too. It's I not all be party. behind the bar for like two seconds and be like, yeah. I remember what this feels like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go downstairs. And also, like, the you know, we know we're seeing <laughs> No, this is Sydney. That's Amber. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know them all by heart. I do. I know them all by heart now. All right. Fantastic. That's it. That's all I got.